Nice. I think I, I think I might have started them at the same time. Cheers to that. How impressive. Impressive. Now I don't have to do any editing. Now you don't have to do any editing. Three, two, one. Yeah, that's pretty crazy how it does that. It's technology these days. It's pretty good. You want to bring us in? Welcome back to a quarter hour with the Bowers. The only time Mitch and Amy talk during the week. Correct. (laughs) Otherwise, we are roommates in passing. (laughs) Yeah, just give each other a wave the other days. A little wink. Maybe a wink. Maybe a a slap on the tushy. An elbow as you're I'm going up the stairs or something right to the rib cage. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you know. Throat punch, mix that in there. Yeah. It's brutal. It's fun. It's marriage for you right there. It's fun. You never know what you're gonna get. Never know. People think that we don't drink. We don't drink? People like get the impression based off of what we've said in previous episodes that we never drink. Alcohol. Or water. Which we do. no. Alcohol. Okay. Which is... Kind of true, kind of not. Kind of true, kind of not. We just don't drink that often. I've like, just, if, we're, if, I'm, if we're in a group setting, we'll drink. We're just not always in a group setting because we're usually at home with our kids. And, uh, well, I think it kind of depends on the group setting as well, to be honest. Start the timer there? Yeah. Nice. I think it depends on the group setting because sometimes we'll be in a group setting and I won't drink. True. Just because I just don't really care. To drink. But now that people are saying that, I kind of feel like having a glass of wine right now. You should have a glass should of wine. Should I? Should I pause this? Should I go run up and grab one? No. I just brush my teeth. Yeah, you don't want to have No, one. I don't want to do that. No. But either way, sometimes I just forget that things can get misconstrued. what you say. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if we ever necessarily said. I'm okay if we come off as not big drinkers yeah same i'd rather have it that way than i guess these guys drink too much right i got two kids and they're just constantly drinking totally so how are you doing on your new year's resolution resolutions uh, you had like six uh, you know i would say five i think four or five i don't even remember what they were i know one of them was to watch church every sunday and today i did not so by next Sunday, I'll have to watch that episode. And I gave up sugar for the month of January. And on Friday. And on Friday, we had a date night. We were celebrating our anniversary two months late. That's okay, because we were in the hospital with Lula on that, on our anniversary. So we went to Makanda in Wyzetta. And as we were walking in, it smelled like armpits. Yeah, like armpits. straight up armpits. Bo just got done playing basketball in a sweaty gym. Smell. Okay, it was kind of faint though. No, it I was mean, strong. It was strong. Unless I have a sensitive nose, I it was noticeable. I looked. I don't want to. I, looked, I don't want to scare people away from that no, place though. No, no, just wait, just wait. Um, I looked back at you twice when we were walking in. You probably didn't even notice. First time was like coming up to the door, and then the second time was. Like, we're just a couple steps away from the hostess. You probably didn't notice these. Anyways, it smelled bad. And it wasn't faint. So. I thought it was faint, but I don't have the greatest nose. Yeah, you even just said, you said it the other night. You said your nose doesn't really work. But you know what? We said, we saw the manager walking around. 
we told him yeah. that it smelled like feet when we walked in here and he went out to the hallway and he burned sage or something <laughs> some Febreze something to make it smell he better did something and on and the way out it did, on the way out it didn't smell didn't smell like anything it smelled great yeah so but, kudos to the management mm-hmm. that was impressive yeah I, and, and like you just don't want your place to smell like crap. That's why I said something. Because no. I was like, if my place smelled like crap, I would want to know about it. It's a beautiful restaurant. So if you were to have it smell like crap and you have that gorgeous looking restaurant. What's this? It's just, it's just not this? smelly <laughs> and looks beautiful. Okay. We're just, the scales are tipped. Okay. Yeah. And that the food was me was tipping the scales. The tacos were hot. Oh. But. I'm sure no one really cares about this place. Or maybe they do. Cares about this place? Oh, I think this... I would go back. It was good. They're, they're corn esquites. And what else did we have? Their queso. Mm. Was really good. Yummy. Don't you remember? Yeah, I remember. Okay. It was good. But the point of that, that was my New Year's resolution, was not to have sugar. And, and you had sugar. And we got a free dessert for telling the manager that it smelled bad yeah. walking in <laughs> and it was like ice cream I was not expecting that we were going to order dessert were we yeah i was oh i was going to get you know brownie cookie or something if they even have that it's yeah, kind of more of a mexican chocolate. restaurant they would have had something they would have had something but the dessert we got was good and i tried it it got better as you ate it first bite i was like oh this isn't that great first first bite was uh below average and then you and then you get your taste buds used to it little bit warm them up to this unusual delightful flavor and then it was good (laughs) unusually delightful flavor yeah is that how you say it yeah yeah that was my other new year's resolution yeah i don't remember the other ones oh work out twice a week i've Mm. been doing that have you the minimum yeah okay hour-long walk is a workout Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is i agree and I don't remember what my other ones were. So New Year's resolutions, you know, you were just kind of saying those off the cuff, weren't I, you? I kept in episode one. I kept the important ones, <laughs> and I'm. Uh, it's just funny because you just kept popping new, more and more New Year's yeah, resolutions. Yeah, I just rolled them out. Coming off as a really good person. <laughs> I could tell that they were just coming. Uh, they were just coming to you, and you're like, oh, and oh, and, yeah. and light bulb, oh, light bulb, light bulb squirrel yeah yeah well i gotta say i mean i had got my screen time notification today and it was three hours and 30 minutes (laughs) so getting that under an hour is uh pretty strict that's pretty far away as of this point but yes you're going you're not just easing into it. it no you're not easing into it you are just going like cold turkey no i'm not kind of what do you mean under an hour of screen time yeah i should actually change it to under two hours it's to start hard your job is on your phone and i'm pretty sure it's whenever your phone's lit up or being used screen time yeah so that would mean essentially that i could only use my phone during my job maybe maybe because maybe i feel have like to cut down on that yeah Stop so it working. might be even a little far-fetched. I, I just think that I have to put, like, limits or something on. Because I do feel like that I'm on my phone too much. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to be at work and then, like, you get distracted quick and then you scroll for a second and then mm-hmm. you're... It's just stupid. We're mm-hmm. so addicted to our phones. We are. But, you know, 
I don't know. What are we supposed to do? Get rid of it? Give flip flip phones. I've actually thought about starting a flip phone company where, like, if you go out to go out public or whatever and you it's the same number it's connected to your phone but when you go places and you don't want to be on your phone a whole lot you just bring your flip phone so you can just take calls and texts mm. genius and that's so my is it like million an dollar idea is it like, so don't steal it patent pending is it like an additional we'll call it Bowerola, like motorola no no what do you want to call it i don't know you shut that down pretty hard. You didn't the Bauer like Bauer buzz. The Bauer buzz. Mm. Cause bzz, hello. Mm. That's a pretty good name. Mm. Fine. But that's how would pat- that even? That's patent pending, by the way, so no one steal that. Yeah. What were you gonna say? And I, I kind of interrupted her. I kept. Oh, talking. I was gonna ask you, how would that even work? Are you buying a, an entirely separate phone and would having the cost of that, or do you get like the iPhone 15 and for an extra? It'd be a one-time cost. And for an extra 200 bucks, you get this nice flip phone. It wouldn't even be 200 bucks. Deal. It would be like 50 bucks for the flip phone. But and it'd then be it's a nicer like flip a, phone. Yeah. It'd be a nicer flip phone, so it's not like this piece of trash. Sure, or it's a piece of trash. Who cares? I mean, it's just a phone that you bring out in public. And for safety reasons. For safety reasons, yeah. For the reasons that you need a phone yeah. to, if you go in a ditch or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a little bit ingenious, but also I th- I'm kind of stupid. So we got a lot of ideas. I still want to work on that coffee subscription. There's definitely. Oh, you're talking like yeah. You want to tell the world that one too? No, no, no. I think it's too good. <laughs> I can't share that. <laughs> We all have good ideas, but ideas are nothing without action. I have so. a few people who would be interested in the coffee subscription. Our, our I think a six lot of cup people, a day people. I think a lot of people would be interested in that, but you know, you yeah. gotta you gotta put one foot in front of the other, and yeah. you gotta actually do it. It's I'm like, gonna keep that one in the in the locker room. Keep that one in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Lock it up. Mm-hmm. Swallow the key. Mm-hmm. Poop the key out later. Maybe if Maybe. that. Swallow but it then again. dig into your poop. Swallow it again. Get the key and then put the key in like a lockbox. <laughs> this one's going to stay with me for a minute till I can figure it out. Yeah. And then no, maybe I'll share it. I don't know. Ideas are, like I said, few and far between. But mm-hmm. nothing really means. Everyone's got a good idea. Everyone has a note thing in their calendar or in their cell phone of ideas or yeah. business ideas. But realistically, if you don't take action on them, they really mean nothing. Just right. collecting dust. They're just collecting dust. Yeah, ideas yeah. just collecting dust in your notes. Mm-hmm. So if you actually want to do something, you know, you got to figure out dust how to do off. it. Dust them off. Let's go. Yeah, dust them off. Do you have like a like a dream thing that you would like want that I could invent, or just like invent or a dream business that you could run? Gosh, put me on the spot. I don't even know. I guess I ask that because I kind of do have one and i don't mean to ask a question because i already have an answer well let's talk but, about your answer because i don't really have one i'm like being put on the spot you know i don't know what, think i don't it. know if i exactly if i want to say what it is but i think it would be Does really have cool to do with pizza yes okay <laughs> because i love pizza i know and everybody loves pizza mm-hmm. and i know that uh like portnoy is kind of the pizza guy of the internet but he can't be the only pizza guy because everybody no. likes pizza. Yeah. You can't just claim the pizza He's guy. He's not the pizza king. And my idea is 
rather simple. It's just, one, I want to open up uh, the best pizza place in Minnesota. Best pizza in Minnesota. And then what I want is that for that to attract, like when people come to Minnesota, it's like they have to go to this pizza place. It's like the one thing you have to do when you enter Minnesota is you have to hit this chain. But it's not going to be a chain. It'll be just... But also, there's a podcast studio in the back. Mm-hmm. And you record a little podcast with whoever comes and has pizza. But you're always the host, correct? Yeah, of course. You are always... So are you there around the clock from open so to I'm, close? Or is this like a... You come at 11. We open at well, 11. I don't have all the operations you know, figured out at this Why point. Why not? This is going <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I would probably set my, I would probably figure out the taste of the pizza and how good it is. Dill pickle. Got to have that in there. Dill pickle was a hit at the State Fair. Oh, my but, God. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, it was good. I could bathe in that. You could bathe in dill pickle? You would smell like crap. No, it smells so good. Dill <laughs> pickle. walking around smelling like pickles all day. So good. Or salt and vinegar. <laughs> if you could be a food or a flavor... Like I just said, I would lo- I could bathe in dill pickle pizza because I would if I could smell like that, <laughs> it'd be so good. I would probably smell like eucalyptus. What? You can't eat that. If you could like smell like I any would also, anything you want all the time, like, like I would just you, choose eucalyptus. Like peanut butter. You would smell like pe- you want no, to smell like peanut I butter. I would not. I would not. I. Just what are you said, saying? What if <laughs> if you could smell like a food for the rest of your life? What would you smell like? You can't eat eucalyptus leaves? No. Eucalyptus and like mint? No, that's an actual scent. Something that's not intentionally a scent. So like dill pickle pizza for the third time. Not a scent. So you're going to pick dill pickle pizza. Or salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar is what you want to smell like. <laughs> yeah. You are going to be repulsive. <laughs> no one me? will ever bother me. That's true. You would actually probably enjoy that because. But think about it. Those are like some of the best flavors. Some of yeah. Some people might be really attracted to me. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, like, are you gonna smell probably like a sausage me, pizza? It, that's no. kind of repulsive. I would probably choose to smell like what's a food that smells really good. I don't know. It's about what tastes good, not what I mean, smells good. Or I would pick something bland that, like, you couldn't. White rice. Yeah, like white or like water. <laughs> Or like, um, he is no fun in this conversation. Here I am as salt and vinegar and dill pickle pizza. And I'm just water. And you're just, <laughs> I want to be like plain and boring and white rice. I'm just and giving you my actual answer. Plain flavored crackers and. I'm giving you my actual answer. So, I mean, that's... Th- I think you're thinking too hard about it. I don't think I'm thinking too hard. You're supposed to I just pick something that, that you like. Yeah, I like water. Barbecue chips. It's actually chips. my favorite drink. White cheddar popcorn. I wouldn't want to smell like that. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick a scent. Because it's a part of the game. Follow the rules. How about like, um, how Cheese about... Cheese puffs. No. Come on, lasagna. Uh, no. All those are too, pesto, like, strong. I'd want to pick something pasta. subtle. Okay, but you got to think or about like, it. The rest of the world is also smelling like a food. So it doesn't really matter. Or, like, peaches. I'd probably pick, like, Ooh, peaches or something. Peaches, peaches are, would be nice. Peaches would be nice. I wish peaches were in season right now. Yeah. I don't um, think they are. Or are right, they? You're going to have to order them. 
Amazon. Ship them in. Yeah. Amazon's probably got sells peaches. I'm sure they do. <laughs> there ain't they a thing don't out there they not don't sell. sell anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know exactly if I had a topic planned for this week. Yeah, we're just we, kind of rambling. We had talked about a couple nights ago doing growing up, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you kind of lose. It's a little heavy. You lose the traction on ideas as time passes, if that makes sense. Oh, like you introduced it a couple days ago and we thought about it more and we're like, So nah. like if I came up with that idea a couple days ago and we would have recorded then, like it would have been Bye. a better vibe but now since we're already recording it's kind of just like i just wanted to talk to you oh yeah the vikings lost we should probably talk about that for a second before we end that's it they don't deserve any more than a second oh man give them a break they tried hard this season did they um i don't know what was that fact you told me that like they They were outscored yeah whatever point differential yeah like you said so that means the games they lost they lost bad and the games they won they barely did yeah it's unfortunate so it sounds like we just got lucky you know what i'm not gonna attach myself or i'm not gonna like no expectations my year it's no expectations no expectations if they win great if they lose great you know the sun still comes up tomorrow and the uh we gotta move forward but you could say that about anything Mm -hmm. but do you want to dive too deep into why the vikings lost no they're just not they're just not that great of a football team like if you were going into the playoffs thinking that the vikings were going to win the super bowl and you were dead set on that then you're delusional and you didn't watch any games because there wasn't very many there was maybe a couple games where they looked like a super bowl contender yeah what was that one maybe it was like one of the I don't. What do you mean? That one game. I feel like it was, was that, like the beginning with? where we're like, "Wow, we are so good right now." Probably one of the first couple games of the year. Yeah. But then we got smoked by the Eagles. We got smoked by Dallas. We so it was we barely beat. Who else did we get Giants. smoked by that we shouldn't have been smoked by? We got beat was, by the Lions. That was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Lions. Ugh. We lost to the Lions. Mm. Lost to Dallas, and we lost to the Eagles, and we lost to. I don't know. I'm not going to dwell on that. Hey, with that, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday. Like, comment, subscribe, or don't. Love ya. If they freed from this prison, if that railroad train was mine. You can bet I'd move it over a little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I don't want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues away Good morning, good afternoon, and good night Before we start, this talk show is presented by Big Water Cabins. Big Water Cabins are located in Pillager, Minnesota, located just southeast of Brainerd, about 14 miles. There are five total cabins sitting on four and a half acres. The main cabin can easily sleep 10. Cabin number two is one bedroom, queen, one bath, and has a full kitchen and living room. The saloon will be open for for use during the winter months. During summer months, all of the cabins are open and the property can sleep up to 20. Whether you're looking for a family reunion, friends getaway trip, team retreat, 
or work party, all are welcome at Big Water Cabins. Visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash Big Water Cabins for winter bookings. And for summer, spring, fall bookings, visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash Big Water Getaway. Let's get into the show. Whenever we ask Bryn what she wants to be, she always says police officer. Now she's saying teacher, but I'm sure she's four, so it'll change a hundred times. Just like daddy. Yeah. Daddy's girls, mommy's girls, a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. Molly's a good mom. More mommy's girls, I think, but. How come? I don't know. I think it's just the mom, the mom connection. Well, Brinley, she was born and you were deployed, right? Nope, that was Charlotte. That Charlotte, was the sorry. One. Yeah. And Bryn was our first, she's four. Charlotte just turned two, so she was born when I was gone. Wow. Was so? Did you like get FaceTimed in? Yeah, yeah. So I was in Djibouti at that point, and we knew it was coming like within, like you know, due dates and stuff. But they're not always exact. So there were. She went into the hospital. I was on shift for like we're doing twelve-hour shifts, so I was on shift. Then I had to stay up for like another eight hours while that was happening. So yeah, that was tough. But FaceTime birth. Interesting. And then it was how long before you got to actually meet her? Two months? Three months? No, she was probably five months-ish. Five months-ish. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. It was strange. Just thinking about your baby girl. There was a lot of FaceTimes, a lot of pictures. Technology definitely helps. When they're that young, though, like, what can you accomplish over... You can just see them, right? Yeah. Like, it's so hard because you want to obviously hold them, but dads are pretty disconnected to the babies in the sense that, like, we're useless to them besides, like, holding them. Yeah. Until helping they're... helping out with mom when she Yeah, helping out with mom, right. But, like, kind of useless because we don't feed them or we just help out. Yeah. For the we can help change diapers and... <laughs> Maybe bring a positive attitude here and there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't have to do the, the first diaper change. I'm sure you're, you've seen that first poop. Yeah, those first poops are interesting. Not good poops? No, those are, they're like, it's like tar. Yeah, literally. It's like black, gross tar. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> All right, what do you think? Should I start her up here? Sure. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite podcast the bower hour today we have special guest with us ryan you're gonna have to say it sebaskowitz sebaskowitz ryan is a police officer probably don't like to be called cop i feel like cop is like not really the term that police officers want to be called tomato tomato it's all it's all the same. It's all good to you. I've just heard that from other police officers that they're like, yeah, don't don't say cop. I think out in public, like, I don't want to be introduced as the cop. Right. I'm just a... Uh, but if I called you a cop, like, now, you would be like, that's fine. Yeah. It's not like a derogatory or racial slur to you or anything. No. No, but I'm not, not going to get offended over that. That's good. And you're also National Guard? Yep. So that's like a branch of the Army. Kind of. Yeah, and you were just saying you were in Djibouti? Yep, so we were deployed, it was like 
10, 11 months. I spent probably half of it in Djibouti and half of it in Kenya. So a little warm over there. Yeah, what are you doing over in Djibouti and Kenya? Uh, basically just be there for security, like in case something does happen. Uh, fortunately, nothing did happen when we were over there. Um, yeah, security as in like you're just like a guard? Yeah, so you know, have you ever seen the movie Captain Phillips? Yes. Where Tom Hanks was taking that big ship. They yep. were going to Djibouti. That's like the third largest port in the world. So there's a lot of Somali pirates, the ones who took over that ship. And then just terrorist organizations over there. So, so you're just trying to stop the terrorists in case they happen? Or like, what's I guess, what's your role? Um, so... I'll like the more interesting it, part of my job was QRF, yeah. so Quick Reaction Force. Uh, so if something were to happen, we'd be like, go try to stop whatever was going on. Uh, it's basically very simple terminology of it. Um, yeah. Basically just be there as a presence so they don't try anything. Kind of what I kind of looked at it as. It's like a fire extinguisher, like I have one, but I hope to not use it. <laughs> yeah. Like a gun, I hope I have one, but I hope not to ever have to use it type or, of thing. So did days get kind of boring over there then? Yes. And long? Very long. What, like when days got long, were you just saying riddles back and forth with your friends? Or like were you oh. finding little games to play? Or like how'd you, how'd you pass the time? Played a lot of Texas Hold'em. Mm. Made a little bit of money. Mm. Um, we had Netflix. Had Nintendo Switches, so I mean, we got to keep busy. Found ways. Yeah, in our we had like a, it's called the, called the, the compound, so it's like we had all of our trucks and stuff, and we stay in there. There's a little gym and work out, do whatever. And is that like that's where you slept and everything? No, that was just where we went like for shift. Ah, that was just like your home base kind of deal. Yeah. Hmm. And was that right on the water? Pretty close. Okay. Five-minute drive. Interesting. I'm just trying to picture it in my head. Like, what should I picture? A lot of sand, dirt, hot. I don't know. (laughs) How many other people were you deployed with? Uh, So we deployed with a whole battalion. So that was over 700, 700, 800 people. Oh, my goodness. What did you, like, sleep on? Uh, that, so Djibouti or they put you up in the Ritz Carlton, did they? No, that was Air Force. They did that. Um, nah. No. <laughs> yeah. They they did get a little better living arrangements than us, but uh, it wasn't too bad. So with Camp Lemonnier, that's where I was initially. It's pretty well like established. Like there's giant buildings and stuff like that. But there was like a hotel type thing that I stayed in. When I was going back to my room, I had Wi-Fi. It was wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's. I mean, Wi-Fi. You can see your daughter's birth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you get a clear picture, right? Yeah, it was a little blurry. Was we go in and out, but Wi-Fi is not the best in Djibouti. No, it's not. They need an upgrade. Got to get. Got to get that Comcast. Yeah, like sanity <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, did like, you? Was it like a small little cot bed, or was it like a, a twin? Like a twin. Like so a decent size. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. No, there was. I actually got pretty lucky. So I was in a four-person room, and only two people were in it. So we kind of got like double the space, and it wasn't too bad. Did you smush some beds together? 
So that you got like a full size bed or like a queen? No. Because if you put two twins together, right, then it becomes like a mega bed. I'd probably end up falling between them. And, <laughs> I don't know. The twin was big enough just for myself. So. Yeah. I was like oh, 10, 11 months. 10, 11 months, okay. I did. There was like five months in Djibouti and then I went down to Kenya for a little bit. And what'd you do in Kenya? Same thing, pretty much. Just the presence. Um, we would search vehicles that were coming onto the post and make sure they didn't bring anything they weren't supposed to. And that's about it. Did they, uh, they strap you up with, like, a gat? Yeah, we'd have our guns on us at all times. But, like, what kind of, like, a big gun? M4. Just M4. like an AR. Okay, M4. So you've obviously shot some pretty big guns, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's been it's been fun. Like but, that's kind of what you do in the desert, right? Yeah. So um, when I first joined, I was assigned to be the battalion commander's gunner. So that he has a 50 cal on his truck. So I'm sure everyone knows what a Barrett 50 cal is, like the big sniper. But it's not technically a sniper. It's like a vehicle disabling weapon. Yeah. Think about that. But full auto is the. That's probably the biggest gun I've ever shot and that was pretty fun and that's just at like a shooting range obviously like I don't know yeah like... so you have to qualify with it to be able to like use it for your job so, so you have to like, like take tests and yeah what's that like is it like heavy kickback oh uh, no really it's... sore shoulder after no no you're not mounting that on your shoulder putting that to your shoulder it's mounted on a, a tripod or it's mounted on a vehicle so uh... it's Really, no recoil. There is recoil, but you don't. It's just in your hands. Wow. Yeah, it's called like a butterfly trigger. So it's just like with your thumbs. You can use either thumb. 50 cal. When I think of 50 cal, that's like Batman, right? When he's doing that test shooting in the basement with uh, Lucius. I'm not too sure on that. Have you not seen Batman? It's been a while. Uh, and I think he's shooting a 50 cal in the bricks to see what type of bullet it was to like match up the DNA or whatever. But that's what I think of when I think of 50 cals, regardless. I'm sure Batman has a 50 cal. Is that, like, a 50 cal can go, like, a long distance, right? Very long, yeah. Um, so they use it to disable vehicles. It's like you'd shoot the engine block and it would disable that vehicle. Um, it's inhumane to shoot it at a person. Right, because it would essentially blow up a person, right? Yeah, like, if, if the round went like by your body just the velocity of the bullet would like cause serious damage so it wouldn't even have to hit you wow it's good serious damages and like you get a cut or like you get like depending on how close it was but right. it would you could kill you just going like a foot past your head oh my gosh <laughs> yeah you yeah. don't you don't want to get in the mix of a 50 cal fight no you ever shot a bazooka I shot, so it's called the AT4. I didn't shoot the live round. They have like sim rounds, so it just shot like a basically 9mm bullet out of it. But that was probably it's similar to like a rocket launcher, <laughs> I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I'm sure. How many guns? Like, you probably shot how many different guns? 100, maybe. 100? That's like, a lot. I've. Civilian life and army life, yeah. I guess. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you own a lot of guns then, too? I have a few. I'd like more, but. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, you're a cop uh, cop as well, police officer. I was going to correct myself, but then I realized that you said I didn't have to. <laughs> I try to watch my verbiage, you know. Yeah. I want to well, push any buttons or anything. Well, I'm technically a, a deputy, so like sheriff's office, but it's all the same, same. Deputy, basically any area in the county, so I'm assigned to a city within my county because the city pays the sheriff's office to have coverage in their city instead of having to supply their own police department. Oh. I was going to take a guess at the type of calls that you get most often. Okay. Where you're at. And, I mean, is it fair to say that you're, I'm not even going to say it, somewhere around Minneapolis, domestic abuse? That's probably up there, yeah. What el what else would you say is <clears throat> near? Domestics. There's a lot of civil issues. Neighborhood complaints. Neighborhood complaints is in like this guy's bush is over my <laughs> pretty much over my lot. Yeah. <laughs> you um, got to go over there and tell him to cut the bush or Noise complaints, yeah, like just things that could be handled by a neighbor going over and just saying, oh, could you turn the music down? Very but, easy things yeah. that people don't want to do themselves. No one does those anymore, so then it's our job to go knock on a door and say, oh, could you turn it down? Oh, yeah, okay. And then they say, well, I can call the cops whenever I want because I pay with, for them with my tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, that's not how this works. <laughs> It is, kind of, but... Kind of, but it's not how it's supposed to work, right? right? Like, you're not supposed to go over to someone's house just because, like I said, a bush is leaning too far into someone's yard. That's not... There's not. I'm not going to go up and cut that bush down myself. No, you're going to go over there and you're going to talk peace between yeah. the two and say, hey, I think you guys can figure this out, right? Try to. Yeah. yeah. The, the bush will still look good if you cut it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't actually had to have that bush conversation, but I mean, I'm sure it's not out of the picture. Have you um, dealt with any like partiers, like high school parties, had to bust any like high school parties or anything? A couple. Um, I mean, I was that person in high school. I was going to say. <laughs> so if, if they're not being like too bad, we don't have to go keep going back and back like. You got just call your parents, come pick you up. Get out I'm of here. I'm sure that punishment is going to be worse than a right. little citation. Yeah, 100%. And, like, usually if you're that age and you're drinking, like, 16 to 18 or whatever, and the cops come, one showing should freak them out enough to go home. You'd think, yeah. You would think? You would think. I mean, he's... But Kids sometimes nowadays are little, they're ballsy. Yeah? yeah? Why? How so? I think a lot of kids, if authority doesn't really, like, scare them anymore, not that they should be scared of authority, it just, they don't respect it, I guess. So they get a little lippy and, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. What yeah. do you mean by the end, yeah? <laughs> If I wasn't in, like, the uniform I was wearing, I would probably have different words for them. Right, yeah. Like, hopefully my kids do not treat authority that 
the way that way as when in they're, like they're just using profound language yeah. and yeah and i'm sure you see that a lot people just disrespecting in general yeah i mean it's it's what i signed up for like i knew that it was going to be a thing but, but how long have you been a cop be just over three years okay so kind of right in the midst of you know a lot of stuff that yeah. happened right yeah like a lot of anti-police rhetoric anti-police rhetoric perfect verbiage yeah yeah i mean that i think the media just blew it way out of proportion um like we were getting thanked more during that time than before so i think the media just took that and ran with it to be honest interesting or maybe it wasn't necessarily as bad i don't know did they call in like all the county police officers to go downtown during like what i'm alluding to is obviously the riots that happened yeah and the george floyd stuff in minneapolis yeah. and like i've heard obviously tons of different stories with burning down the precinct and cops getting bricks thrown at them and some pretty severe injuries happened to you know a number of minneapolis cops now, obviously, you're not directly in the city, but still, they probably needed the extra enforcement, right? Yeah, I can't. I don't know the exact numbers, but there were some guys and gals that went down to Minneapolis from where I was just to like be there. Um, yeah, I don't think they were really involved with too much like on the streets or just like watching stuff. Um, but yeah, it was crazy times. So you obviously didn't go down. No, so interesting on this. So that's like the George Floyd thing happened, and then a couple weeks later I was deployed. And then when I was coming home from deployment, when I was back in Texas, you do like a week of like reintegration, get all your paperwork finalized, and all that stuff. When I was back in Texas doing that, the trial happened. So like I was gone for all of that so you like and you're obviously working the whole time but you had wi-fi and stuff but i was going to say you're probably pretty disconnected being in djibouti like you don't know about like the vibe like what it felt like to be in minneapolis no i don't which it was like i don't know when i first saw that video i was like whoa that seemed like a little bit of an obviously a lot of bit aggressive right I yeah. don't know. I don't know the protocol either. Like, did you see the video? Did when you saw the video, were you like, uh, I mean, he probably should have let him up, right? Because yeah, he mean, was like right by the muffler of the car too. It's like, so Ooh. hard. Like when it comes to police videos, like Monday morning quarterback, like, I don't know. I can't put myself in his shoes. Obviously it doesn't look good, but until like I'm there, I can't. I don't know what was going through his mind, you know? Like, right. Yeah. And then obviously, like, and we don't have to talk about this too much. I don't even know how I brought this up, but, um, like, the trial kind of spoke for it, right? Like, obviously, this guy's got prior history, Shalvin. Like, he's got prior history of just being kind of an asshole cop, which, like, that's the stuff that sucks, right? Is that a couple bad cops 
or a couple of bad officers make it shitty for other officers. Yeah. And I mean, whenever, like that's said a lot, I think that goes with every profession. Like there's always bad apples. It's just the police are on a little microscope, I guess. Yeah. Especially after something like that happens, then it just kind of snowballs and more stories and more stories. But I would, I would guess 99.9% of law enforcement get in it for a good reason. And I mean, just that one thing happens and then it, you know what I mean? Just It's just a little bit of a trickle effect, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it just gives that bad taste, I guess, for some people. Yeah, and then there's just scrutinize, everything's scrutinized a little bit more and then, yeah. And you're under just more of a microscope. So yeah. like, yeah, how much has it changed since all that happened not too much um, for me I can't speak for like the people in Minneapolis or how long were you working as uh, officer before this stuff happened I was hired in 2019 so it was not that long honestly so for six months maybe yeah and then you got deployed and then it happened and you were in Djibouti yeah. Playing Texas Hold'em. Playing Texas Hold'em and Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo Switch, and you come home, and it's kind of like, I'm sure everything was just a little bit different, but... Yeah, the dust had kind of settled on it. Um, yeah, it was back to business as usual. Back to, and yeah, back to patrolling the streets. Mm-hmm. That'd be, and you work nights. Yep. All overnight. Five days a week? Uh, the schedule we're on right now is, so it's like a 49-day rotation. So it's four on, four off. You do that like three times, and then five on, three off. Dude, I don't know how you would do that sleep schedule. It's not the greatest, but... How did you, did you just pick the short straw, or how did you get that shift? Um, so... The short straw would probably be, we have a shift that runs from 2 to 2, so 2 p.m. to 2 a.m., and that's, that would just be miserable. Just for... Because then you're going to bed at 3 a.m. on night, and you got two kids. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like working nights. It works good for family. Um, so when I get off at early morning, I can help get the girls up, take them to daycare, go home, go to bed, and then if Molly can't pick them up, I can pick them up or vice versa. Once you're up or whatever, because then you're sleeping from 8 a.m. to whatever. What's your shift? I don't think you said it. Uh, I start at 8 p.m. and get up at 6 a.m. Okay. Man. Yeah, that's... Uh, and then the weekends come or the four days off, and it's like you want to spend the whole day with your family and... yeah. Yeah, so if the... Your sleep schedule is upside down. Yeah, the first day is rough, then you get used to it, and then the first day back to work is rough, and you have to switch back over. But if the days... If my day's off or on the weekend, I'll switch over just to be awake and hang out with the kids on the weekend. But if my day's off, like today is what? Wednesday? Wednesday. So I had... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off this week. So I kept my sleep schedule 
like I stay up at night, sleep during the day. Because the kids go to daycare, we pay for full-time daycare, so. Might as well use it. Yeah. I mean, and Molly's working, and and you're obviously sleeping. Yep. So it's like, you gotta. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, like, how that schedule can be healthy, the sleep schedule that you're on. It's not. Like, like how long do you think you can do this for? I don't want to do it for the whole full 30 years, but I think... Oh, my gosh. The full 30 years? Yeah, so, like, the way the, the pension works for police is 30, 30-ish years, right around that time frame is when you can well, retire. I'm just, like, appalled that you're even thinking that. Like, oh, I, d- I definitely don't want to do it for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you'd have, like, an exit plan on that. Like, maybe six months, maybe a year. Like, I'll grind it out for two years. You know, I don't exactly know. No, I, I mean, I like nights. If if I could pick nights for, and it was, like, didn't affect, like, the family life or just normal living, like, I would pick nights if it had no effect on anything else. What do you like about the nights? It's kind of alone. Like, get to be with your thoughts. More action. I wouldn't wouldn't say more action because during the day there's a lot more like volume of calls. Um, but nighttime is when the, the alcohol and the drugs come out and people start being naughty. So yeah, I mean, you just get to have a little more interesting calls, I guess we'll say. Right, you get to go on some crack calls or. Meth I don't exactly calls. know. Meth calls. Yeah. yeah. The sticks out there on that. Yeah. More methy than crack. What's a person on meth like? Are they not like dangerous, are they? Are they, uh, they can be? They can be. It depends. It's yeah. their minds just running like a million miles a minute. It's just they're all hyped up and it's strange. And you can tell within I'm assuming, like, at this point, how many times have you been called in about meth? I don't know. Not specifically called in about meth, but just getting to a calling, you or know, just like, drugs, in drugs have been involved. It's, I mean, you can definitely tell just based on someone, how they're acting is they're either drunk or on something. And you just got to take it for what that's worth and <laughs> I try, try. try to do my best. <laughs> Uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I've never really dealt with, like, a crackhead, so I guess I can't relate to you, obviously. But, I mean, expand more on that. Like, tell me, like, what do crackheads do? What do meth heads do? Or, like, I don't know. Do they do, like, crazy things? Have you had any crazy encounters with them? Or um, I guess we can go into the, the story. I'm assuming she was on meth or something um, get a call this lady had pepper sprayed or used some kind of chemical stuff on Walmart employees yeah she was she told me she was dropped at the Walmart from God so God dropped her off so that was her mindset if you can kind of think about that she got dropped off by God at this Walmart okay yeah that starts it 
goes into the store, it's closed, but employees are going in to like start their shift and do that. So she gets in there, walking by one of them, uh, was told she needs to leave. It's like, no, I'm not leaving. Sprays one of the employees, goes out into the parking lot. We find her. Obviously, you can't pepper spray people for no reason. So we're putting her in cuffs, and I'm standing right behind her, which obviously I shouldn't be standing directly behind her at this time. She's How come? One okay. second. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was partially kind of my fault, but at the same time, no. She's saying, get, get away from me, whatever, which obviously she doesn't want us there because we're putting her in handcuffs, but out of nowhere, she just donkey kicks me and it like right in the nuts. So yeah, that was, that's meth, I guess. Did she, did she try and run away? I mean, or was she just like kicking you in the nuts just, just to wanted, kick you in the nuts? I think just to kick me in the nuts. But that's got to be assault on an officer. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. That couldn't have felt good because that's heel. Yeah. That's heel was... right to the sack. You guys don't wear nut cups. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I should. That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much the only time I've ever been like assaulted as a police officer. Okay. Normally, people listen. They don't listen, but they listen enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> so that's that's what it's like. Like she was on one, like like eyes wide, yeah, kind of gooking out. Like, if you ever see, like I'm sure you've watched like Intervention or something, like the way that people's jaws move, like the yeah. yes. Or when they're really on it and it's moving, yeah, really fast and yeah. up and down and they're grinding their teeth. Whatever teeth they have left. Yeah. yeah. Usually they're brown and missing every other. Yeah. Chipped yeah. in half. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so you see a lot of stuff like that, don't you? I wouldn't say like a lot, a lot. Obviously more than like just a person, like the general public, but yeah, I'd say a decent amount. You ever drive to a place and you kind of just know it's bad news? Like you drive down a long driveway, it's dark, or like... Yeah, there's definitely houses like around the county that are the houses you don't want to go to. Um, And those are definitely well known by all the deputies. But yeah, I mean, you know when you're getting that call, and it's just like, oh, gotta go back to the Bowers. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, cause so the Mitch way you I made me run meth again. <laughs> Dog sleeping. Yeah. Um, no, but so the way that our system works is like someone will call nine one one. It gets popped up on the screen, like in our computer, in our squad. Um, it'll come up with an address, and you start recognizing these addresses and it's like oh okay now we're going here again i know this one i know this one's gonna be a crackhead or this one's gonna be domestic or you see like is there any sort of like violence because i know like minneapolis just came out with uh, vci i don't know if you've heard about this Mm -hmm. the violent crime initiative Mm -hmm. i don't know if this is a real thing my cousin maybe my cousin was messing with me but my cousin works in the dea in Minneapolis, and he was telling me about the VCI, which is the Violent C- 
crime initiative because Minneapolis has been so bad with violent crimes and like stabbings and shootings and all these different things that they're now implementing an initiative to stop all these violent crimes. What's the initiative? Hire more cops, I would assume. Hire more officers oh. or, you know, I don't exactly know. Maybe... Not defund the police? Not defund the police, <laughs> right. Like, oh. Yeah. Maybe give more money to the officers so that we can Train do them and, and do their jobs. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, I mean, the defund the police didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, at any point where, like, all this bad stuff is happening, who's going to be the ones to stop it? Social workers, right? Like, no one, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> and knocking on a bunch of doors and, you know, breaking up domestic fights or doing whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Who were they expecting? Who was? That's a great question. I don't know. Like, if there's no cops in Minneapolis, what's going to happen? city would literally light on fire. It would burn. Yeah. And I mean, it did. It burned. Half the city burned. Like, they were burning down low-income housing. And they, it was, like, stuff was being, like, the Walmart was being burned, or the Cup Foods, or... Yeah, the looting, and just running into stores and taking everything, and... Yeah, it was wild. It's, we, hopefully we never see that happen again in our lifetime. Yeah. I love Minneapolis. I think Minneapolis and Minnesota just in general is like such a good state where there's a lot of good people here. There's a lot of good businesses. There's innovators. There's create like there's anything you want is in Minnesota. Yeah. And to see like our city burning and like that's how we're reacting to a situation is hard but and i also get it from the other side where like they don't know how else to communicate so it's like it's kind of a complicated issue obviously i just don't think that violence is the answer and i don't think burning down you know apartment buildings is the answer or burger kings yeah i i wish i had a answer for that yeah can you give me an answer for that give me a hard <laughs> I'm just I, I wish i could but I mean, obviously, I agree. I don't think violence or destroying property is the answer to something tragic happening. It's just... Like we said, one bad apple. Like Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough issue to talk about, right? And I'd never get political on this, on this thing, but it's just I don't want to see Minneapolis go down the drain because I love this city so much and I feel like obviously the police are there to protect the city that's what they signed up for they're not they didn't I mean like I said before I don't I don't think I don't know any one cop personally that signed up to do something bad right like Like to get away with something or to like yeah like they're they signed up for it because they want to help like as cliche as that sounds like that's why they do it. They didn't do it for a paycheck. I mean, we get paid decent, but it's not like we're millionaires, you know? Right. So there's a lot of things we could do otherwise to make a little more money and have a little less stress in our lives. But you want to help. You want to protect. You want to be there for people. 
make the community a safe place where kids can run around and families can be and catch the bad guys catch the bad guys exactly i mean every kid like you said you when you were down here you picked up a little police officer yeah. guy kids are playing with cops every i like that i know every time a cop goes by wrigley goes wee woo wee woo wee woo wee woo <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny whenever i'm driving with Bryn, our oldest and we see a cop car oh daddy there's your friend I'm like yep that is yeah that's my friend give him a little wave yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a trooper, then yeah, he's an acquaintance. <laughs> is there beef in between departments? No, no, <laughs> I think no. there's kind of a fake beef. There's it's a fake beef, for sure. Um, like, I joke about troopers and just traffic cops, but they'll back us on stuff. We'll stop out on their traffic stops. Like, Of course. All, it's the same team, cliche as that sounds, but it yeah. is. But as, at the same time, like... If FBI, DEA, police officers, like if all they're involved, like, is there any clashing of authority, I guess? Or does everyone kind of like understand the hierarchy? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any clashing. I've never dealt with any clashing. I'm sure once maybe you get higher up, there might be. Well, you're also like a super chill guy. So like if an FBI agent or DEA, like you're not going to be like... I was here first. You yeah. know, like you're not going to beef one up. You're going to be like, all right, yeah, come on in. I'll show you around. I'll yeah. show you what I know. You can do the oldest paperwork if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of paperwork that goes into being an officer? Yes. It's actually ridiculous. Less in, like, you got to write down, like, every little thing that happens, I guess, right? Because if there's a court case, mm -hmm. that's kind of that's like what you happened. backing yourself up mm -hmm. or... I guess backing yourself up is probably not the correct. Just making sure you have all the, what's the word, evidence, I guess. Yeah. What happened, narrative, situation. Completely correct. You want to, like, paint the picture. And, you I mean, you're just writing stories every night about your night. It's like a daily journal almost. Yeah, basically. And do you do paperwork, like, at the end of the night or do you do paperwork um so the way there's a lot of people that do hold it off to the end of the night but i can't do that i was gonna say you gotta get it done right after it happens because yes. then it's fresh in your mind it's fresh you can type it out a lot quicker it's more accurate and then say something happens with an hour left in your shift and you can't take that use that time to type all your reports then you're stuck on overtime, and then it's, yeah, so. Stuck on overtime? Sometimes people probably want to do overtime, though, because they're getting paid a little bit more. Yeah, I like to go home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm the same way. If when something work's does done, happen, I want to be done. Yeah. If something does happen, like, it is what it is, but I like to go home. Is it hard to not take the job home with you? Like, if something happens, like, I don't know, does is there anything that happens that, like, affects you where, like, you take it home with you and you're like, dang, like, I could have dealt with that situation in a better way or, um, like, that was just really hard to deal with or... Yeah. There's, I mean, the good part about it is, like, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to another call. But the stuff that happened, like, like it's hard to just, like, forget about certain things. It's hard to forget about a woman cooking, kick, kicking you in the nuts. Yeah, that, I think about that 
probably more often than I'd like to. Um, so, so like you probably should have stood to the side is what you were kind of alluding to, right? Like yeah. you were saying, I shouldn't have stood behind her. I mean, it's the last thing I expected to happen. And like every time I've caught somebody, it's like you're behind them. There's not really like a good spot. <laughs> it's so, like the only spot you can be. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, certain calls, like obviously deaths and all that stuff, is kind of hard to just forget about, you know, because it affects people's lives, like family members and stuff like that. But I do my best to just leave it at work. A lot of, I don't want to say dark humor, but dark humor um, with partners and stuff. It, I mean, obviously in like a closed door setting. Yeah. Not out in the quick trip gas station. Right, yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, that's how it is at work. You just joke about work, right? Yeah. And, like, you joke about the real stuff that happens at work. I mean, that's why humor is even just a thing. (laughs) Yeah, humor definitely helps. Um, Yeah, it would be tough to just deal with something and then go sit in the squad by yourself and not talk about anything. So it definitely right. helps having It's like, like making the best of the situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to, at least. I mean, like, yeah, I feel bad because we're talking about, like, you're, we mentioned death before this, but I don't think that's what you're alluding to, like, joking about death. You're more, like, saying, like, joking about someone kicking you in the nuts, you know? Like, something like that. That's been joked about by a lot of guys. <laughs> they got the video, the squad cam. They yeah. got that on... <laughs> It's on a there. repeat in the office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, even death. I mean, as bad as it sounds, it, it's it's a part of life. It's the only guarantee in life. Yeah. We're all gonna die. Eventually. Yeah. Sometimes sooner than people planned, and it's crazy to think like life just goes on, like the world. The world keeps spinning. So, what are we gonna do? That is very crazy. Life continues. Tears are shed. Emotions are felt. But tomorrow comes. Tomorrow comes, and you still gotta go pick up groceries. Yeah. You still gotta go get the milk, or you still gotta put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, it's it is crazy. Do you? You're probably a bit numb to it. Do you see a lot of death? I wouldn't say, I mean, compared to the normal person, like, yes, probably it's a lot, but compared to other areas, probably not as much. Um, More than I'd like to see, obviously, but it's... Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want to see any, but if, like, uh, someone dies, they're calling the cops. I guess I don't even know, like, the process. Um, Like, if someone dies at home, who do you call? So, yeah, so, like, depending on the situation, like, if they have uh, no resuscitation order, then they already probably have their steps in place on funeral home and all that stuff, and, like, they're dying of a natural cause. But most of the time, it's someone who's just, like, went unconscious, so they're calling 911, and then we get there, ambulance gets there, and try to save them, but a lot of times CPR is... Unless you're there very quick, and it's all different on 
what the person's dealing with and what health condition they have. But yeah, it's not too successful or I haven't been too successful with uh, CPR. Is there like, isn't there like a shot of adrenaline that you could give to someone or like, do they give you anything like that? Um, not us. We carry Narcan and like an AED. And What's, I don't know what any of that is. Narcan's like a, like the thing you squirt in the nose and like wakes them up if they're like uh, overdosing yeah, yeah. Okay. a drug. Um, an AED is like the things you stick on their chest, the defibrillator yep, thing. Yep. You see them on like in public and stuff if someone passes out. Mm -hmm. It'll shock, shock their heart to reset it um, and then oxygen. But basically we get there and just start CPR and get the AED on. That's, and then hopefully ambulance and fire department get there pretty shortly after. How often do you see um, fentanyl? Not often, um, thankfully. The most I think we see it is in like pill form. It's like a M30 pill. It's like a little blue pill. It has M on one side and 30 on the other. Why? Why is it M30? What is is that like the scientific name? I'm assuming so. That's. I should probably look into that why it is, but it's just kind of so odd. Kind of knowledge that if it's his M30, that's there's some fentanyl mixed into it. But people like want to take fentanyl, right? Like that's like a drug people choose to take, yeah. or is it just something that people put in a drug? I don't know a whole lot about fentanyl, I guess, but it's kind of a popular thing in the it's drug world, to isn't get it? Put into more drugs, I believe, and then it makes that drug have a like a better better effect on them. It's like a better high. Kind of like mushrooms. Like mushrooms make steak way better. I thought you were talking about like the... Psychedelic. Psychedelic mushrooms. No, I was, like, I was <laughs> saying like it just kind of accentuates the taste. Like yeah. mushrooms on a steak that kind of absorbs the taste and makes it a lot better. Mushroom Swiss burger. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that overdose from fentanyl that they don't even know they're taking fentanyl just because the whoever sold it to them is putting it in there for the better high and they end up getting too much of it and yeah and that's how you overdose do you yes i don't know do you see a lot of overdoses not too often no 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 people foaming from the mouth or the way so people are actually getting pretty smart like drug users, they have like Narcan and stuff themselves. So like if their friend passes out or overdoses, they just give them Narcan and then they... They're right back at it and revive. take another hit. Yeah. Drug addiction is scary, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say it's scary. It's, it's scary for people who have addictive personalities because, I mean, you can get down the wrong path very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take much. No. And like, there's some pretty scary drugs out there. I don't know. I've, I've, you know, I've had an episode on where I talked to one of my friends who was an addict for a while, and it's takes over your entire life. Yeah. Nothing I, else matters. That's the number one thing that matters in your life. It's getting high. Getting high. Yeah. It's sad not what you know not the kind of life you want to live no and I mean that's kind of 
why I got into this profession. Just because it's kind of personal that in that sort of drug sense. Uh, family member, dad, was an addict when I was growing up and just kind of went out of my life and I don't want to be that. So try to help out and get those drugs off the street and be a, be a good dad. So Yeah, absolutely, dude. Wow, I didn't know that about your dad. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's life. It, just take it and go with it and try to do better. How um, how long was he around? Um, so basically once I graduated high school, it kind of really dropped off. But I mean, he was a great dad to me growing up, like coached hockey, coached sports, um, did a really good job of hiding it. They're really good at that, the addicts. Um, yeah, once I was older and like realized, started to like understand the world a little more and figure out what was going on, then it kind of drifted apart, I guess. So. And you, you never really. I mean, you said he's good at hiding it. Did you not really know until like a certain? I had no idea, honestly, until he told me. And he told you he's um, just, hey, I'm an addict. I need help. Did he say I need help or what did? You know? No. Uh, so he got fired <clears throat> from his job. And he had a great job. He worked for what was it Thompson Reuters? Oh yeah. You know about yeah, them? Yeah. They yeah. make like law books and all that yeah. stuff. So he was working for them, and his addiction just, like you said, that's all he wanted to do was that. And ruined a lot of things. That sucks. That's very shitty. It's not the way I would have drawn it up, but I mean, I'm here today because probably of some things that he did, and I made some decisions that benefited myself, and I'd say I live a pretty good life now with wife and two kids. So. Yeah, absolutely. You say you say he was a good dad, like growing up and whatnot. Like was. I guess, and if you don't want to, you know, dive more into this, we don't have to. Um, you're just obviously talking about addiction and, you know, me saying that it's a scary thing. You said that he was a good dad growing up. Like, what, I guess, I don't, I don't exactly know what I'm trying to ask. <clears throat> I'm trying to ask, like, what drugs was he using or, like, what, like, a little bit of everything. Um, like, like, why do you think marijuana. he got started with it? That's, I think, the friend group, maybe. Had an old friend that got him into it. I honestly, I don't know. I'm just making assumptions. But uh, there was one, one friend that he hung out with that I knew was not the greatest guy. And then once he started coming around more, it kind of, now looking back, it's like, oh, shit, yeah, that was probably a big factor in it. And, he, and it was, you said a little bit of everything, like he was doing marijuana, he was doing maybe some coke, and coke. I think meth was the, like the big one that really made it all fall apart for him. And is your mom, was your mom and dad, they were they together? They split up when I was 13, 14. And then I'd do like every other weekend at dad's and weekdays with mom and 
Interesting. Um, what was that? What was that like? I mean, 13 is kind of a crazy uh -huh. age for that to happen. You're kind of growing up. Your hormones are all <laughs> over the place. There's crusty socks everywhere. Crusty. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, um, I mean, that's probably true. Uh, you good at... I, I think mean, them splitting up was... It was probably the best thing that could have happened, because, I mean, my mom knew about it. She obviously didn't like it, and that was, like, probably one of the main reasons um, that they did split up. And then they did a good job of keeping me, I guess, blind to it. So it was so young, um, but it just, I mean, it was inevitable. I was going to find out what really happened eventually. Um, but yeah, it was, there wasn't really rules at dad's house on the weekend. And now looking back, it's like, well, that's probably why, because he was out doing different stuff and we were all drinking at the house and. Yeah, his, his priorities weren't in the right spots. Right, yeah. But when I was younger, like growing up, like I said, coaching stuff, he was my coach, hockey coach, and he was there, never missed. It's just crazy that, like, drugs have that much of an effect on somebody's priorities. That's crazy. I was not expecting that, to be honest. And I didn't know that about you. And it's really cool that you shared it with me. I appreciate it. It's uh, you know, obviously a very vulnerable, very vulnerable thing to say, and um, it's probably, I you know, I have never dealt with that, but it's probably pretty tough to talk about. Yeah, it's not easy, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just feel like hopefully people hear it and make better decisions if they're in a spot where they are using drugs, even if it's they don't think it's affecting them. It's probably going to start and try to knock that off because yeah. it, it does wreck like families and lives damn and you did be a downer there but no it's i'm just i like i'm at a loss for words you know like what do you what do you say to like what do you say to your 13 year old self you know what I'm saying now? Like, looking back, you're a 13-year-old kid. Your parents are getting divorced. Your dad's addicted to drugs. And I don't mean to, like, say this in a negative way by, by any means, but I'm... That's... Shitty. Oh, that's shit. That's shitty. That's a lot to go through when you're 13 years old. Yeah. Um... Like I said, it's, I was pretty much kept blind of it, so I didn't really understand. But like once I was getting 18, 19, 20, then I was like, wow, like looking back, you realize what kind of how messed up it was. But at the time you're in the moment, you don't you don't realize it. So do you ever see him now? Um, he'll text me like on my birthday every once in a while, random texts, but he, I don't think I've seen him in probably over four years. He just 
bailed? Just does he live in Minnesota? Do you even know? Yeah, he's in Minnesota. He's in like the Twin Cities area, um, at like a sober house now. And I mean, with addicts, I hope he's telling the truth, but you never know. How do you, yeah, I don't know. You never know. That's the toughest thing. That's the toughest thing about it, addicts. They're good at lying. Very good at it. They're experts. Yeah. Because all they care about is getting that high and whatever it takes, which usually it takes some lying to get that next high. Yeah. And like dealing with people like in my job, I don't know if, like the people I deal with, it's not the outstanding citizens of Minnesota. And most, sometimes it is, like, if someone's calling me, they're calling me on, like, their worst day. Like, I, they don't just call 911 to call 911. Like, they call 911 because they have no other option. Mm-hmm. So then helping those people is very satisfying when you can. But most of the time it's, you're dealing with the person that is the liar. Like, people don't tell us the truth. Or if they do, we might not believe it, I guess. You're dealing with the liars and, like, the liar calls in? No, just, like, that's the type of person. Ah, so you stare deep into people's eyes and say, I know if you're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could just Read body language? I mean, that's kind of, like, cops are really good at that. I'd like to think so. That's kind of your expertise, right? It's kind of sniffing that stuff out. Yeah. Reading body language, looking at people's eyes, understanding who they are. Yeah. Movements that they make with their body, if they're trying to hide something. Right. People are creative. People, and people are crazy. Yeah. We live in a crazy world. I like to think people are good. Like a vast majority of people are good. But, you know, there's always a couple bad apples. I would say, in, yeah, in society it's most mostly good people like it's just when you go to valley fair hopefully it's mostly good people hopefully i would say valley fair is a pretty good spot yeah probably not a lot of meth getting shot up at valley fair i hope not probably not state fair maybe state fair. <laughs> <laughs> state fair is do you ever I mean, you don't have to get called to the state fair, I guess, but like, what's the, sec- I feel like the security's BS at the state fair. Um, I'm pretty sure I walked through like with my cell phone in my pocket to get into I the state fair. I don't think they're, because it's like a public place. It's So if anyone can come out, come on in. Yeah, because they don't, they don't have like detectors and all that stuff. It's buy your ticket and go in. Do you carry a gun on you at all times in public places? For the most part. You have to. I mean, I it's just a preference. And, I mean, you're kind of always on the job at that point, right? Yeah, like if I see something, I can't just, like, morally turn away and say goodbye, best of luck to you, but... Right, you're going to be there to help out. Yeah, I would think, like to think so. Has that always kind of been your character? And I know it's not easy to talk about yourself, but like, do you feel like I'm you've matured. always kind of had that motivation to help? 
I mean, I would, yeah, I would say so. I think definitely in my, once I turned 18, it kind of, I matured quick, just with learning about life. Yeah, I don't know. I think helping, everyone wants to help, it's just, they do how, how they help, it's different. Yeah. You think everybody wants to help? I hope everybody wants to help. The realist in me says no, because I know there's like bad people and out there, but I'd say the good majority, yeah. They want to help and see people succeed. Who are the bad guys to you? The people who want to hurt people for no reason or for personal gain, I guess. Like physically or for money to benefit themselves money-wise. People yeah. take advantage of people. Yeah. Like a dude beating the crap out of his wife because... I don't know, why would you ever... Like, why? Like, if you go to a domestic... Like, what are those people like? I mean... So they just have went through, like, their adrenaline's going nuts. So, like, they're probably not at, like, a normal mental level. Like, right. they're up there. But, I mean, things can start over just, like, little things. And then it just piles up and snowballs, and then it just, like, explodes. So, I mean, every domestic is different. Like, the reasons for why things got even verbal or physical it's different but and I guess we can both speak on the fact that like you you get in fights with your spouse we all do mm -hmm. but I mean to go to the point of like beating the crap out of someone like you know obviously you're much more physically capable of than your spouse right like you're there to protect your spouse you're not there to womp on them or use them you know in that sort of yeah. so it's like what gets into someone's mind to do something like that i think drugs and alcohol play a factor in a lot of domestic situations um a lot of the times it's alcohol related when we're going to them. Um, but I think it's possibly mental health issue as well, just because, I mean, I would never lay a hand on Molly. It's just the power trip. I don't know, honestly. It's, it's hard it's to say. It's just like you get so mad about something. I don't know, like, have you, were you, have you ever been in a fight in your life? Yeah, a couple. You've been in a couple fights? Yeah. How did those go? Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you, there's a scar under one of my eyes. I don't know if you can see it, but. I feel like it's. Is this left one? I think it's that one, yeah. Yeah. The left one. So that was a rock that was thrown at my face. By? Uh, a kid in high school. And you went over and pummeled him or what? Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just like high school beef. I honestly don't even remember what it was 
over. Probably something stupid. Something so stupid. A lot of testosterone. Yeah. When you're after the football game. Yep. Uh after the football game fight. Dang. Oh yeah. I mean, you're with a bunch of friends, adrenaline's high. And you get a little too excited. Got a little you know. Yeah. Someone throws a rock at you and you're like no, not, not me, not today. Not today. No, not today. Did you like wrestle or anything? I uh, know. I played hockey and golf. Okay, yeah. And you're an incredible golfer, I've heard. I play a lot. Yeah. When you're not roaming the streets yeah. from 8 to 6 a.m. No. <laughs> yeah, that, don't actually, that actually works out pretty good because, I mean, I get off work, go play round of golf. I was gonna say, and then you sleep, and, and then you go back. Yeah. But you got also two kids that you want to see. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. probably not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, on the, so like the days off during the week, I and during the summer, obviously can't go golfing now. But yeah, I get out and golf as much as I can. What's your? Are you just nails on the green, or you, you got a bomb driver? Or... I don't think it's like any. Anything is hit or miss. Certain days, some days I do really good. Some days it's not so hot. <laughs> I love the way that your mind works. You're so even keel. Like I can tell I'm obviously talking to a cop, right? Like you're just because one, I've talked to cops before and two, like. A lot of experience getting in trouble, eh? <laughs> <laughs> a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, my cousin's in the DEA, which is kind of like being a cop. You're obviously not doing, you know, the same day-to-day stuff but he's kind of got like the same mindset yeah, I, guess. I don't even like, know what they do honestly like there's some secret squirrel stuff that goes on up there that... in the DEA yeah for sure I'm sure I mean I don't exactly know what he does either he's obviously you know trying to help you guys out and bust the bad guys but bust like the really bad guys like that are big, like getting big, this big. stuff right yeah trying to get this stuff off the, off the streets yeah I hope, right? Yeah, you'd think. If he's doing his job. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this stuff is coming over in truckloads over the border. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love watching, like, the the shows on Netflix, like, the, and, like, the Mule movie, and, like, it's, like, that stuff happens, and it's crazy. Were you, did you watch Cops growing up? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Dude, what a show. It's the best show. Cops is the best show. Is that kind of what why you wanted to be a cop? No. No? I don't think so. Um, obviously, it was a very good show. It's not... I wouldn't say it's very accurate. No. Because yeah. it's all... It's action-packed. It shows you... It's the highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Like, one of their calls is maybe... I do do something like that once a month. As in, pull someone over on the highway. How often do you give, sorry, this is kind of random, but this just popped in my head. How often do you, like, uh, pull people over and have to do sobriety tests? Um, I think it's becoming less and less nowadays, just because Uber and, like, people obviously know not to do it anymore. And then the fines and stuff are crazy for it, so... A lot of the times it's like traffic complaints get called in because we're just one person and there's 10 other cars around the car that's drunk driving. So a lot of them come off of like traffic complaints and then you go from there, try to find them. And yeah. What 
what do the fines look like in that sort of situation? Like if you were to get a DUI. I've never gotten I mean, DUI, obviously. I think it's like five figures, like low five figures. Like 12 grand, 13 so. grand. And then you got to you probably have to hire a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. So you probably got to pay your fees, and then you probably got to pay some lawyer fees on top of that. That's expensive. Twenty grand. Then, Do you think t- twenty grand is maybe accurate? I'm gonna say twelve is like pretty on. Twelve, pretty on. Yeah. With everything included, lawyer fees and everything. Yeah, and then I mean I don't quote me, but it's it's probably around there. Yeah. So if you're gonna drink and drive, you better have twelve grand handy. Yeah. Or you could just get an Uber, no plug to Uber for 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is. It's a lot less than 12 grand. So Yeah. And then like insurance and your license could get suspended, revoked. and Drunk driving scary, man. I'm not going to lie to you right now. Like there have been times where I've drank too much and I've driven. I haven't done it in long periods, but it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. It's... Yeah, you can wreck your life, someone else's life. It's you can wreck whoever's life is on the road that night. Yeah. Who's ever going to be the unlucky person? And like I said, I haven't done it a zillion times, but I've done it before, and I, I'm not proud of it. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this probably have too. For sure. I Yeah. Like a lot of people have drank and drive. Like been at like the, oh, I probably shouldn't drive and they know they're probably over but seven beers you know like they've had seven beers I, there's no way i would drive with seven seven would be probably on the really high side seven what would you blow like a one like a point what's like a point oh eight isn't it like three three or four beers it's and all like different two depending, hours depending on your body Alcohol affects people. Yeah, I mean, I guess seven beers if you have from noon to 8 p.m., like, that's probably not going to affect you, like, if you had seven beers from 5 to 7 p.m. Yeah. Like, if you had seven beers in two hours, you'd be crushed. Yeah. But if you had seven beers over time, like, you probably, you'd think that you could get behind the wheel, but you shouldn't. We don't need to get too technical (laughs) about this. The point I'm saying. Right. But either way, don't drink and drive, people. We're we're you know trying to do make the world a better place. Don't drink and drive. Drinking and driving is stupid. Twelve grand out of your pocket. It's a lot of money. I don't want to put twelve grand towards that. I'd rather pay the Uber. That's like a, twelve grand is like half a nice car. Yeah, it's a pretty nice car for twelve yeah. grand. I yeah. mean, you ain't gonna get like a truck, but you know, get a little G six or something. Yeah, you get a Ford Focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fiesta, Ford Fiesta. <laughs> do Do you have a partner that you work with, or do you have like a dog, or no? Nope. You just go um, solo. Yeah. So we have. What do we have? There's three canines in our department. Um, every person just rides solo. There's different areas throughout that have X amount of people in that area, but yeah, solo, it's nice. Yeah, so you just, you're alone with your thoughts. Yep, can listen to whatever I want on the radio and don't have to worry about what the other person wants to listen to. Right. If I want to turn left, I can turn left. (laughs) If you want to sing, you can sing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you ever sing? I mean, when I I normally don't listen to music when I'm working. Okay. Just I don't know because I'm weird, but yeah. There have been times where like it's not a whole lot going on. Turn on the radio, sing some T T Swift or something. <laughs> I actually don't think that's weird that you don't listen to music. It's probably kind of nice to just listen to the world. I think it, for me, it's like a safety thing. Totally. And like, I always have like, depending on the weather, but like the window cracked a little bit. It's like, I don't know, you hear something. Probably should go, probably should go check on <laughs> Figure it. Figure out what's going on, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of your job. Yeah. To serve yeah. and To serve and protect. And then, like, if I'm typing reports, I can't listen to music. Just the way my brain works, I get too distracted, and, yeah. That sounds impossible. That's like trying to study and listen to music at the same time. It People do it. But I think it's impossible to actually do that. I would agree, yeah. For me. You're focused on one or the other, subconsciously. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be actually focused on two things at once. Right. I'm pretty sure, what is it, multitasking? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that term was made up about computers because computers could multitask. And then we gave it to humans and said that we can multitask because we can talk on the phone and type at the same time. But at the same, but our brains don't focus like that. Like you're not, you're focused on one or the other. I never thought about it like that. That's how the multitask came to be a thing was because of computers. Yeah, I just read that in a book. Because, like, the different tabs are open and all that stuff, or what? Yeah, because the computer is doing multiple things. Like, the computer can listen and be doing something in the background, downloading something in the background, or something hmm. crazy like that. Yeah. yeah. Something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just read that. The book is called Stolen Focus by Joan Ari. It's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not all the way through it yet, but... It's interesting. It's about how our cell phones are taking over our lives. Don't get me started on cell phones. Let's talk about it. So, we eat lunch. There's like three, four of us that eat lunch every night at work. <clears throat> and we talk about things, and then we'll pull out our phone, go open Facebook, and there's an ad for whatever we were just talking about. Every it's, time. It's crazy. Every time. Like, crazy. And it's it's true. Like, they're listening. A hundred percent they're listening. It's wild. And it's right in your pocket all day, every day. And they have your exact location. Yeah. And they're listening to your everything. And they can, they could probably peek into your camera, I would think. Like, they could probably see what you're doing, too, if they wanted. They being, I don't exactly know who, but I would think it would start with Apple. I don't exactly know who. You know, it's probably engineers. Smart people. Very smart people that are trying to get you on your phone. So they're studying your habits, what you do, and then they're studying how can they get you to purchase the thing that... We just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Zuckerberg. We live in a consumer <clears throat> society. And the society word, I don't know. I'm indifferent about society. You know, that word is used in a lot of different contexts. But... Um, it's a consumerism. Yeah. We overconsume. We overconsume everything. I overconsume. I'm on my phone for 
Like three weeks ago it was three hours fifty one minutes. The week after it was three hours thirty seven minutes. This last week it was three hours, and then it just went up to three hours and forty minutes a day. Granted, I work on my phone. One of my goals this year is to get that under an hour a day. How am I going to do that? I'm going to start having to turn my phone off, you know? Yeah, just like not have it. Not have it near me. Because you just think about going on it and checking to see what's going on. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of toxic stuff too. I'm not saying it's all bad. There's a lot of good parts of the internet, but you're seeing some bad stuff. It spreads like super fast. It's easy. It's like newspaper times a thousand. Right. You could start a rumor, toss it on the internet. People think it's true. They don't. There's no fact checkers. I mean, there is, but it's First Amendment. You can say whatever you want. Right. True. You can write a book and about whatever you want. You could say whatever you want on the internet, and people are gonna believe it. And that's why I, you know, like I have to be careful about what I say. Right? I mean, I don't look a whole lot of stuff up. I don't go on my computer here and like look stuff up while I'm doing it to fact check myself. I try to only say things that I actually know mm-hmm. are true or factual. Hopefully some people double check, check me, but you know. Pretty trustworthy guy, I'd say. <laughs> I don't know, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I try to speak the truth, the yeah. whole truth and nothing but, but. So help me God. So help me God. But, you know, in my life, I have lied, which sucks, which is another thing that we shouldn't do, like we talked about that earlier. I don't know. I mean, I think there's good lies and obviously bad lies. Like, obviously, Santa is a good lie. Mm -hmm. But we know it's a lie. Right. Yeah, like, what constitutes? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're doing it facetiously, is that the word? word? Yeah, that's a good word. Good word. If you're doing it facetiously, it's obviously bad, and you're trying to benefit, like, yourself. Trying to get something, trying to make more money or whatever it is. Yeah, different motives, I guess. Tell tell people that the toothpaste makes your teeth whiter when really it makes it yellower or something. Yeah, I just stick to my crust. (laughs) It's been the same since I was probably 12. Really? Yeah. You like the consistency? I don't know if it really makes a difference, does it? I mean, they all gotta do the same. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta talk to the toothpaste manufacturers. The people are putting it in tubes. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's different selling points. There's probably a lot of different products in toothpaste, I would assume. But trust, I mean, Crest, not trust, is a obviously reputable band. But I know, like, Amy will buy a lot of stuff with, like, no products in it or like no like heavy metals or whatever you know what i'm saying like she'll stay away from big brands like crest like environmentally and environmentally safe yeah animals yeah i mean i get that but i feel like there has to be some sort of like chemical to help no right i (laughs) I don't know there's always chemicals and cleaning tools but that's also like why cancer is growing that's true. So it is like, I kind of understand why she does it, and I'm kind of down with her doing it. I'm like, that's kind of chill if you don't want me to get 
cancer. Like I'm pretty She's chill with that. She's looking out for me. It's yeah. A good life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here to look out for each other. That's what you should do with your wife, right? Yeah. You look out for her, she looks out for you. Although tonight, you know, I kind of dropped the ball. And I was supposed to get spicy aioli mm. with her meal. You didn't do that? I didn't get spicy aioli. And the restaurant gave her the wrong meal. It was supposed to be a Rachel, but it was a Reuben. I mean, that's Rachel and a Reuben. Pretty good. But you didn't check the bag. I didn't, yeah, I didn't check the bag. Yeah, I checked the bag. you check the bag every time? I tried to. See, she ordered it, too. She ordered the... Did she order the wrong thing or the restaurant? I don't exactly know. I would assume she ordered it correctly. Otherwise, I'd hope she would have told me, you know? No, though, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it just made the spicy aioli thing hurt a little bit more. Because <laughs> it was, you know, you get that. When you, I was gone at work all day today, and then I get home, we go on a walk, and my one task is just to pick up dinner and get the spicy aioli, and I don't come back with the spicy aioli. You know what that, do you know what that kind of disappointment's like in a marriage? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that, you've been around that vibe, you know, it's not necessarily the best vibe. It's not a good feeling. It's not. Right when I said that, I said, I can't believe I just ruined your night. <laughs> I think she'll get over it. I she got, she did. After I said that, she actually got over it really quick. She was a little disappointed, I could tell, but she understood that it shouldn't ruin her night. I mean, if you look at it on the flip side, I'd be pretty disappointed too. Same. But I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're yeah. going to eat the sandwich still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely prefer a Reuben. She got a Reuben, and I agree. I like I, Reuben's better. I saw the Reuben, and I was like, the Reuben looks way better than a Rachel looks. Just, I, I can't remember the last time I ordered a Rachel. I don't think I ever have. I think I've had bites of Amy's, but, I mean, like, turkey sandwich. Reuben's way better. Reuben's way better. You got to get the corned beef. Yep. It's because it's different. The corned beef goes well with the sauerkraut. Turkey doesn't go as well with the sauerkraut. No. And the Thousand Island, you know, it all just kind of... Like a texture thing for her? I think it's more of a white meat thing. Like, she'd rather eat turkey, a bird, than corned beef, which is probably... Corned beef is actually probably... It's got to be corned beef, right? So it's corn mixed with beef. That's a great question. Just tastes good. That's literally all I know about it. <laughs> like a hot dog. I don't know what's in a hot dog. It tastes good. Hot dogs actually are nasty. I haven't had a hot dog in a long time. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of bad stuff. crap in hot dogs, though. Stuff you don't want to eat. Yeah. Shouldn't probably eat. Pig poop and, like, pig hair and, like... Bone. Bone. Just crushed up. Crushed to this small, like a small little molecule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just toss that in the uh, the old grinder and then they slap it on a, slap it in a bun, <laughs> tell you to put ketchup and mustard on it and kick you out the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get this off top? I don't know. <laughs> Did you, uh, 
did you come prepared with any other stories that like you know you you got to tell or like any other things that I guess because right when I asked you you probably like stories started running through your head yeah or like something like oh what's he gonna ask me was there anything that you were expecting me to ask that I didn't no I think I mean we kind of just talked and it's pretty casual which was good um I don't know I think obviously when you asked me to come on it was stories like you said just like oh what stories come to mind and uh, a lot of the the bad calls obviously come up um, the unfortunate endings for people I guess um, those come up well the whole thing is like it's a story of you you know what I mean yeah like that's what the premise of this podcast is is to highlight like what shapes you and what makes you who you are and why right like, why is Ryan such a good dad? And why did Ryan choose to be a police officer? And why did Ryan join the National Guard? And it's all these different things that brought you to where you are. It's growing up playing hockey. It's go growing up with two parents that got divorced when you were 13. It's growing up with a dad that was a drug addict. Like, all this stuff has shaped you into the man that you are today. And it's a pretty gnarly dude that you are, dude. <laughs> I appreciate You're serving that. and protecting us, my guy. Appreciate that. And something to be, you know, proud of and happy. Like, you're genuinely a good person. You want to help out the world. And that kicks freaking ass. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how life works. Just, like, my 15, 16-year-old self if I think about where I was going to be, like if you ask my 16-year-old self, where are you going to be when you're 29? Not here. Like, not in this, what I'm doing now. Like, I had no idea. What did you see? Well, obviously, I wanted to be on the Minnesota Wild, yeah. playing with Capersaw. Yeah. Unfortunately, I retired after high school is what it is but no I don't honestly don't know I really didn't think that far in the future yeah I don't think any of us did even getting into like senior year of high school like when I went to college in Mankato <clears throat> I initially started going to school for athletic training my aunt was a flight paramedic so I thought that would be pretty cool to maybe do that but anatomy classes and like all that stuff was just boring to me like I didn't it didn't click and I didn't enjoy going to class and then you know Mitch Mountain obviously um, he was in law enforcement and he was my roommate so I took a law enforcement class it was like enjoy going to class and it's like wow like this could be like a legit thing and this is like kind of cool this seems like me yeah that's what I wanted to do, and I enjoy going to school and waking up at 8 a.m., which, <laughs> that's, that's not me, but, yeah, I did it, and here we are. Yeah, usually you're going to bed at 8 a.m. Yep. And, like, tonight, I mean, you came over with a Mountain Dew, yep. and I was like, are you about to rip a Mountain Dew? It's 
you know, 8.30 at night. <laughs> yeah, keep pushing, yeah. But like you said, you're up all night, so. Yeah, I like to get a lot of the, the house chores done at night. It's easy when the kids aren't messing around and making a more mess, and then it's nice in the morning, they get home from daycare, and it's a disaster again. <laughs> Hey, what do you do? That's just how it works, man. Yeah. That's just a couple dads. The older <laughs> one's getting better at picking up stuff, but a lot of reminders. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of knee hockey nets everywhere, and you know, well, I got to get better about helping out with that stuff. Amy does a lot of it. She. Oh. Molly is a saint when it comes to like that stuff. Like, she likes clean. I mean, I enjoy clean. I just don't like to clean. Same. Because, yeah, I just like, there's yeah. something else that we could do, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think. So do you have any, like, that's my, do you, you have, like, any cute moments, though, like in the middle of the night when you're cleaning up or something and you're awake and your four-year-old daughter comes out of her room tired? Like, you know, you think about a movie and, Daddy, what are you doing? Stop up. Yeah, so a lot of times I'll just be watching TV or Netflix or on my computer in the living room downstairs, and they're upstairs, so like she'll see the light on downstairs, and it's normally not on because I'm at work, and she'll come like walking down the stairs and just her little cute face, like knowing she should not be downstairs, <laughs> but but yeah, and then take her back up to her room, cuddle for a minute, back to sleep. I've heard you're a pretty awesome dad. Who from? Carissa Krause. Carissa, okay. And obviously Molly has talked about you in that light as well, but Carissa like highlighted the, Carissa told me that you have a handshake with your daughter or daughters or something. Uh, the oldest one, we do like a piece up, A-Town down, and then like a little kiss thing. That's, that's I sick. think that's what she's talking about. Um, but yeah, yeah, I try. Yeah, I gotta get on that. I gotta do the secret handshake. Some, I mean, I should try to figure out something that Molly can't can't do. Right. Because this one's pretty easy. And then she's gonna just copy it. She's gonna take the piece up eight down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she does. The, the oldest one does it for the most part. Sometimes she's like, nope, I'm not gonna do it, just because they're stubborn. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy how much they develop. And it happens quick. So quick. Like, super fast. Like, one day they're not talking, the next day they say a sentence. I know. Like, you don't even know what, what's happening. No. You, one day you'd say the ABCs, the next day they're saying it. Yeah. Counting to, <laughs> to ten. And yeah, it is. It is wild. Catching a ball and throwing a ball and... How old are your kids? Is that two? Two and three months, four months? October 2nd, so three months. Three months in like a week. She just started rolling from like front to back. So we're okay. still in that stage. You remember that? You remember oh, yeah. that stage. Yeah. That's pretty young to do that though, isn't it? Maybe or a little. On... Maybe a little bit. You know, she's going to be an Olympian though, is what our plan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Make them do that that practice. Go to that practice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 
have no idea what my kids are going to be. I'm not going to try to know what my kids are going to be. I'm going to let them figure out what they want to be. Yeah. I'm just going to try and help them be a nice person to other people. I mean, that's really all you can hope for. Right. And yeah. not, you know, I don't want to be obviously a drug addict. And I like, mean, yeah. Right. Like you strive not to obviously be that. But yeah, dude, parenting's like, <laughs> I could talk about being a dad for <laughs> Ever, I feel like. And none of them, do any of your friends have kids? Mm, they're start. it's like just starting. There's just one of my start. buddies who has two. Um, one of my really good buddies, his wife's pregnant. Um, but yeah, they're starting. It's uh, me and Molly, I think, or Molly and I, grammar. Yeah, I'm not the grammar police, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> we were like what, the first ones in our group to start having kids. We were probably the first ones to get married to and... You guys set the tone. Yeah. People just follow. We're leaders. Badass. I love it. Honestly. You're the guy who should be protecting our streets. We want leadership out there. It's crazy. It's kind of what it is. That's Wally shaking. <laughs> There's got to be a Wally shake in just about every episode. Yeah? Are we going to get comfy on the couch? There's either a Wally shake or a, like a Lula cry in the background. I heard, I heard the Lula cry. <laughs> yeah. I think it was in, was in Dakotas, the runner. Yes. Yep. Yep. That or was that the was one in that, your, your, no. what is the... The Bauer thing? quarter hour. Yeah, the quarter yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a quarter hour with the Bowers. Quarter hour, quarter hour with the Bowers. <laughs> Say that five times fast. A, Q, W, a quarter, or no, A, Q, H. WTB. WTB. <laughs> Very complicated acronym, but we're going to need everybody to remember that. <laughs> I mean, I think I will now that like, I've been on it. It'll, it'll yeah. stick. Kind of like the keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully not. <laughs> I'm not a, not a fan of that show. Uh, yeah, I don't watch that one either, but... You know, I, I've definitely, I feel like, you know, Amy's watched it at some point. And I've kind of seen it in the background. Oh, I mean, I've, first, I've watched it. but That's what I'm saying. You've seen it. I don't, it. like, I mean, I like Scott Disick. He's probably the best part of the show. <laughs> what do you like about Scott Disick? Isn't he kind of a jerk? Yes. But, I mean, it makes for good TV. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Provides entertainment. Yeah. He's the one, like, cheating on Courtney and, like, being an asshole and running around. Yeah, not a good guy. But I think I mean, he was hired to do that. I don't know. And just kind of like kickstart his career? Or do you think they were actually dating? I think they were dating, weren't they? I, I have no idea. I have no idea either. I don't know how the Kardashians work. Because he's, I mean, he was doing fine on his own money-wise and stuff before. What was he doing? I think he's a promoter. Oh, with the... a promoter? Promoters do well? What does he promote? Clubs? Yeah, I think so. Really? <laughs> I think so, right? I don't know. I'd have to Google it. Yeah, I don't but know. I think he was doing... I mean, you're his biggest fan, so... <laughs> I guess. I, sh I should know. <laughs> Rob Kardashian, Chloe, Kendall. I mean, there's a whole army of Kardashians. And that whole army of Kardashians are going to have little Kardashian kids that are just going to build... You know, continue on the empire that they've built. One of them's probably going to run for president. I wouldn't doubt it. Mark my words. <clears throat> I bet, you know, people can come back and listen to this podcast. In the year, like, 2070, there will be a Kardashian president. So that would... 
Unless there's a fall of the Kardashians. I mean, can... No. They're... They're too clean cut and yeah. good. And, I mean, like, people like watching them, obviously. Like, there's got to be people that have been out to get them at this point, And they haven't, you know, been canceled or anything. No. Well, if anyone were to be, it would have been Kim, right? For what, though? That tape. Yeah, having a sex tape, but, like... Okay, she's she just having care. sex with her boyfriend. That's not like the end of the world. You right. know what I mean? That's right. not something to cancel team. someone over for. That's more something to be like, oh, you know, you've had premarital sex. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for them. They're very wealthy and they do very well. Yeah, I guess you can't knock that part. I, I hope they're spreading like a good message because they have a very large platform, so... I think Kim is. She helps. Um, she's like going to school to be a lawyer. I don't know what the status in that, but she helps like wrongly convicted people get off. I think. Yeah, we're gonna have to check the status on that one. I think. I watched. I remember watching an episode, and she was like taking her bar exam or something. And yeah. Yeah. I think it was a mini bar. Is. The one I... <laughs> you watch to say what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen, like, I passed the mini bar or something on Instagram. I think we both watch a little more today. <laughs> than we want to admit. But... You know, unfortunately, I'm the one that turns it on. <laughs> just... yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. That's funny, they're just American people mm-hmm. that we are watching on TV. I would not want to be in that light. No. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't necessarily mind it. I don't exactly know. Like, right? I started a podcast as a form of entertainment, right? Like, I obviously have an interest in entertaining. Yeah. I enjoy entertaining. I, you know, don't exactly know why. I just do. Um,. Something in me tells me to entertain. I don't know exactly what it is. So at their status, I mean, they're like billions of people. Everyone on planet Earth knows who the Kardashians are. Yes. Like she could show up in a random village in the middle of Africa and people would be like, oh my gosh, Kim, Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) So they talk there? (laughs) I don't know. What kind of accent was that? I don't know. (laughs) What did you get out of that? I don't know. That's, yeah, in the middle of Africa, that's how they talk. But they all know Kim Kardashian. They they do. I guarantee it. They do. They probably are wearing her clothes because she probably throws her clothes or donates all her clothes. I hope because that's what you should do with clothes when you're done with them is go donate them to something. You'd like to think so, yeah. Yeah, you should just you know toss them unless they got a big stain or they're like completely done. So this is gonna make it really apparent that I watch a little more Kardashian than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> But there was another episode where Kim, <laughs> I want to say it was Kim, has like a warehouse of all the clothes and things she's worn to like big events. Warehouse. I feel like I saw this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> a warehouse full of just clothes that she's previously worn. And like keeps them as sentimentals. Yeah. Because they're probably worth something. Probably a lot. Probably. Like, think about Marilyn Monroe's dress that she wore to whatever, that when she wore that white dress, that, like, famous white dress. Yeah. How much do you think that's worth now? 
Probably in like a museum somewhere. Probably. Probably can't buy it. It's probably it millions. I think. That's a big question. Yeah. So Kim Kardashian is probably setting herself. Just setting up that family legacy. Those are her stocks and bonds. Yeah. Kardashian LLC. Yeah. I wonder what their first business venture was. It's probably something you could actually look up. <laughs> it's funny that we were talking about the Kardashians. I know too much. Now that I'm thinking about it, I knew way too much about them. I know. <laughs> so Kim was Paris Hilton's assistant, like back when Paris Hilton had the, the show on MTV. Kim was her assistant? I didn't know that. I thought they were just friends. Listen, I'm 90% sure that, that Kim started off as her assistant. How, what do you do as Paris Hilton? You're just Paris Hilton's bitch? Like she just bosses you around? I think so. Coffee and meetings and... More sugar. More creamer. Yeah. More you know, yeah. faster, quicker. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then everyone was just like, oh, you're good looking. We should put the camera on you too. I think, yeah. And then um, Kardashian's dad was... Was he OJ's lawyer? Yeah. 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 I think that brought the very, spotlight on him too. Very famous lawyer to be. I'm sure that helped their fame status. I don't know much about the OJ case. I don't either. But I watched a podcast with OJ on it. And I gotta admit, I thought OJ looked guilty. Did he? That's what I thought. I don't know. He was not willing to talk about it. I, I don't mean to make an assumption here on OJ. OJ, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I got the vibes that he was guilty. Like I think he, a lot of people think he's guilty. The glove didn't fit, right? Or whatever that was like the yeah. evidence that got him. I'm pretty sure that was a big piece. It wasn't like all signs pointing at him as the killer. I think so. And then all of a sudden, the glove was thrown in. The glove he wore, the suspect wore during the killing and it didn't fit him? Yeah, the glove that was found there or something. That, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? We'll yeah. never know. Yeah, we'll never know. You guys probably, and like I said, I don't talk about politics, but I bet you guys, do you guys get into that in like the, when you're at work and stuff? Like, do you guys... Because it's a political job. It comes up. And I'm, yeah. You guys are working with the government, for the government. Yeah. For the city. Yeah. So, like, you guys got to have some sort of say. I got not necessarily say, but, like, obviously you see it firsthand. So, you obviously have your thoughts on it. And I'm not asking what your thoughts on it. I'm just... I guess more stating the fact that you guys probably talk about that often. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like government stuff, it's basically constitution is what we need to focus on. Focus on the constitution, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's actually a perfect answer too, from you. Like, that's what you should have said. <laughs> that, was, that was rehearsed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, basically, yeah, First Amendment, People can say whatever they want, and yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of handgun do you have? Like, what kind of gun do you carry around when you're with, like, just like at work? It's a Glock, seventeen. 
What about when you're just like out to dinner? Smith and Wesson MP Shield. What's is that like a cowboy gun? No, it's like a just a little small guy. Just a little small black gun. Yep. When did you get your first gun? When I was twenty one. You were just like, I gotta get a gun. I like shooting these things. Yep. They shoot fast. As fast as you can shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> Target practice is fun, like shooting at some paper or some clay pigeons or whatever you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's like a stress relief almost, kind of therapeutic. Shooting at Terranite's fun, I guess. Cause, like, I've never blows. done that. Really? No. And you've shot over 100 guns and you've never shot at Terranite? It'd be fun too. Yeah. It's just like blows up. Mm-hmm. I hit it one time. It was awesome. Gender reveal? No. (laughs) (laughs) I know someone who did that uh, for their gender reveal. And, yeah, I think that, I don't know. Did you do a gender reveal at all? Yeah. Um, Did you do golf? No. Or hockey? Tank. Tank. It was pretty cool. Were you, like, in the tank? Um, Is there a way we can, like, put a link video link in this oh yeah podcast. in the we'll description have, i can do that we'll have to figure that out but yeah um so no i used to work at like a gun range back in college and he is called drive a tank driveatank.com if people want to check it out it's a pretty cool experience um i haven't talked to him in a long time so it'd be nice to do a little plug on him <laughs> um, but yeah he has this like track you can go drive tanks around um you can shoot like he set up a Sherman tank, like way back World War One tank to shoot like CO2, like basically like a giant paintball gun. So we did that for our gender reveal out of a Sherman tank. That's cool. And he, he probably does it for tons of people in the National Guard and the Navy and the Army. And yeah, I so bet that guy's of, business is popping. It's he does well, I think. He does pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And it was I mean when it comes to gender of your children, don't be the person that cares. You know what I'm saying? Like don't be the person that does a gender reveal and like be disappointed. I guess and I'm saying this without knowing how your gender reveal went, but I mean I think You seem like the guy that would be happy with whatever. That's why I was, you know, that's why I said that. Yes. I think, obviously, the first kid, I was like, oh, I mean, like, you kind of hope it's a boy. But then, like... But why? I don't know. Because girls serve just as much of a purpose as we do on this earth. And, like, now, looking back... I guess you think about it, like, sports-wise, right? Like, I I can play sports with them. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know why. But looking back, it's like... I wouldn't change anything. Right. Like, not one thing. And like you said, you've gotten your vasectomy. Yeah. Which you probably didn't think we were going to talk about. I did not. (laughs) Hey, it's a cool thing, man. And, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this probably haven't gotten a vasectomy. Probably should. But you know what? A lot of people are probably going to have to get a vasectomy at some point. It's not as bad as you think it is. That's what you said upstairs. Yeah. You said it's kind of doable. It's more uncomfortable. The worst part is like the no, like the shot. How about like the, oh yeah, that's what I heard. That's the worst part. How about like the first pee after? You're still pretty numb. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's really not bad. Just... Still pretty numb, so you just can't feel anything. Wait. Yeah, just get some peas and sit on the couch. I mean, obviously, a lot of people have done it. Probably, you should probably schedule it for like a Saturday night, and then so you can watch football all day the next day. Because isn't it like a one day recovery? Um, I would give it like four days before doing like anything strenuous. Like anything strenuous. Dude, I don't think I'm ever gonna get a vasectomy. Okay. I might just have a hundred kids, and if they keep coming, they keep coming. I I can't. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't trust it. They're cutting your tube and they're tying it. They're burning it. They're burning it. That's what they do. Yeah. That's even scarier. <laughs> I guess. It doesn't smell good. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. That's funny. This isn't the first vasectomy talk I've had. Really? But, you know, obviously once you get to this age and you start having kids, you start talking about stopping having kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we debated, but, I mean, if we wanted a third one and that was, like, hoping for a boy, have, like, split it up, have me, give me some more authority in the house once they get older. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just surrounded by three girls. All the time, yeah. right? I mean, I love it, but yeah. if you go for, you try for a boy and it's a girl, then you're at three girls. Four, well, four, counting your yeah, wife. Yeah, four. And then do you try for another one? And then you just go five on one? Yeah, so we're like, ah, we're all right with two. I like two. I think two is a very good number. I think two is such a good number. I feel like the attention disbursement is really good with two. I think even numbers. I should actually change my answer from two to even numbered. Hmm? Like having an even number of kids. Like having four kids. Or six kids, so like, I think there's, I think attention's a big thing for kids, and if there's an odd number of people, I think one person is probably always lacking attention. Getting left out, I guess. I never thought about it that way. In some way or another, I don't exactly know. That's just my opinion. So people, you can take that how you'd like, but to tie the the Walmart kicked in the nut story back to vasectomies. So I got the vasectomy on my first day off, on my four days off. And then I think it was like my first or second day back to work was when I got kicked. So it was like five days after. Stop. Yeah. You got kicked in the nuts five days after you got a vasectomy? Yeah. So I should probably thank her. Oh my God. (laughs) She probably helped it out. Probably. And that success rate of a vasectomy is only like 99% or something. So only like, 99? I feel like that's or, pretty high. I think it's actually less than that. That was kind of stupid of me to say. I think it's actually like 90 or like 97. 97 sounds better. Someone told me this at work um, that he had a kid after he had a vasectomy. Yeah. To whoopsies. Yeah. I mean, but you I know like you what? What do you do? Yeah. So, I mean,. You gotta raise. You do raise it. You yeah. figure it out. You know, like you could. Like if you guys had a third kid, you could do it. Yeah. You just like the idea of two. I think, yeah, a two is yeah a great number, of kids. Did you like? Did you guys have thoughts of having more? Like when I first started having kids, I was like, I want to have like ten. Yeah. 
And then I had one, and I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, <clears throat> two is sounding like a lot now. So I was an only child. So, I mean, I thought two to three. Okay. Three max was like my max. Molly was wanting more. But then I think once we started having kids, it was like, okay, two is a good, good number. Did she have good pregnancies for both of them? Yeah. No. I mean, as much as you know, obviously you weren't there, like you said, for the second one. Yeah, I think, I mean, minimal, very minimal complications. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's what we hope our women go through is good pregnancies. Mm-hmm. That's what I... Amy's had two good pregnancies. The last one was a little shaky. She, We told it on here, but she, like passed out right at the beginning and started foaming from the mouth and it was kind of a wonky situation just something like internally or they were putting the IV in and she's really bad with needles Mm. and they couldn't get the IV in so they kept poking her vein because you know how veins work yeah like veins it's not necessarily that easy to get a IV in there like they move and flimsy they're flimsy yeah you can miss it very easily so they just kept missing and like and then after she puked, they couldn't get any blood out of her because her body, like, responded because it was so scared. Her body was so scared that it, like, drained herself of, like, blood from that area. So they poked her, like, six more times. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't they go somewhere else? You would, they had to bring in an anesthesiologist. Um, they did try other places. They tried their hand. They tried her elbow. They tried her wrist. Like, it was a mess of a day. It's very stressful, but... Yeah, that can be scary. We got through it. And that day, she was like, we're done after two. And now, she's saying, we're going to... We should do a third. Our second is so good. Let's do a third. And I said, if we do three, I think we got to do four. Because I think we got to have the even number. I mean, that is a good point. Four kids is a lot, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds expensive. That sounds like a big car. What do you have now with two kids? A Ram. And then Amy has a Cherokee, and it's way too small. I refuse to go in it because the car seats are too close to the back, so I don't fit. And I'm six foot two inches. So I'm not, like, you know, necessarily short. I'm probably on the taller end. You're not quite the perfect height, though. What's the perfect height? Isn't it 6'4"? 6'4 is the perfect height? I think so, right? I don't know. I think the perfect height is how... running joke is the 6'4". How tall do you want your guy to be? 6'4". I have no idea. I think it's a that's a tall. That's very tall. That's that's women's expectations being way too high, if that's a running joke. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, ladies, the majority of men are under 6'4". I think I'm very average, and I'm 5'9". Yeah. I would say I would average is probably right at 5'9". Maybe 5'9 and a half. I think it might be 5'10". I was going to say 5'10". I think it is 5'10". <laughs> You're a short king, though. That's okay. I mean, that's not like the first thing that I notice when I see you is I'm not like, oh, Ryan's short, you know. Just average. Just average. I wonder how you compare next to uh, Dave Portnoy because people always call him short. He's a short king. And <laughs> Are you a short king? Do you consider yourself short king, or are you... No. 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 Because no. there's... I mean, you obviously grew up with people that were probably shorter than you. 
Yeah, I feel like. Right? Yeah, I was in the average of my friend group. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Were you? Did you have any offers to play hockey after high school? I think I could have gone to like the NA. Yeah. But the chances of going from there to like D1 and then hires. Seemed like a little too much work. Yeah. You wish you would have like maybe taken more of a leap at it? That's tough. Like obviously like yeah, it would have been sweet to continue playing and the chance of something. But like if I would have done that, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, just the true. way, like, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, no, it's like, like, you don't regret it, obviously. No. No. And, like, you're playing golf either way today. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, you're probably, like, the odds are if you were to play hockey seven years ago or whatever, you'd still probably be playing golf today. Yeah. Unless somehow you got way better and made it to the NHL and had, like, oh, a they, career in the NHL, you know? They, play, they play probably the most golf. Probably, probably. What's your yeah. best? Uh, what's your best? Sorry, you were gonna say something. No, just they they just play a lot of golf too. I was gonna say, what's your best? Uh, what's your best round? Sixty-nine. Is that three under? Yeah. That's a good round. How many birdies do you have that round? Uh, the scorecard is hanging on my fridge. I want to say like five. Wow. That's pretty good. Couple bogeys. Yeah. That's so not you're, normal, though. I was going to say, you're pretty consistent, then. Two bogeys? Yeah. You must have just been putting. Uh, I mean, I think it was lights probably out the, the, lowest, greens. the lowest putt round I've ever had. As in, like, you putted 25 times? I'd have to look, but it was pretty low. Dang. That's sweet. Well, 26, maybe. 26 putts. I putt 26 times each hole. <laughs> each nine. <laughs> I am such a poor putter some days. Ah, man, my golf game's atrocious. I can't focus for an entire hole. Like, I'll, it's either my drive works, my irons work, or my putter works, but they never work together. My it's bag's like, not in unity. It's golf's a tough sport. It's frustrating. Yeah, it is. You got to keep an even mind. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Especially when you're out there, you know, drinking beer and... See, I normally don't drink on the course unless it's like... I don't like to. ...weekend or something. Yeah. Because then, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's hit or miss if you're drinking on the course, if you're going to play good or not. It, I think it's more fun to not drink. But also, if people are drinking, I will probably have a drink with someone, you know? Yeah. So it's tough to not, like, get a beer. So if the whole group's down to, like, not do beers, then I'm not doing beers. Yeah. But as soon as someone orders a beer, I'm probably like, yeah, I'll do one with you. Okay, <laughs> twist my arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a group of us that we do a golf trip every year. There's, I mean, that gets pretty. Pretty rowdy, I'm Pretty sure. rowdy. Yeah. Um, like if we're just gonna go play like on a weekend, like we're not gonna drink, but pretty competitive and. Really, is that like all your Stillwater guys? South Saint Paul. South Saint Paul. Why did I think Stillwater? No, it was because you were friends with, um, like Bo and Bo Junker and Tyler. Tyler Gusso. 
And those guys were all Stillwater guys. Yep. Yeah, that's why I thought you were from there. South St. Paul, yeah. Dang, what, what, what high school was that? The Packers. South St. Paul High School. That sucks. You like, used to be really good at sports. Did you? Yeah. I believe you. I think my dad went to, to state three years out of his... Do you know? I'll look. listen to that. Where's that coming from? Right outside. It's probably a fire truck or an ambulance, though. We can hear that from here? Oh, Highway Baker. That's what we live on. <laughs> Was it you or Amy that mentioned that? And... I, I did. I think I did, and then I think she said it again later. Yeah. Highway Baker Road. But this road's busy, and there's a fire station right down the road. So oh. fire trucks go by here all the time and always buzzing their lights. It's actually awesome because Wrigley gets super fired up and we always run over to the window and he just gets, his face just brightens up and then he watches it go by and then he says, fire truck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's good that, going back to like the whole law enforcement fire stuff, like it's good that he's being brought up to like know that they're helping. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's people that are raised the opposite. It's like they're bad. That's, yeah. Which is kind of sad. It's unfortunate. And like how do you untrain your mind when you've been brought up that something's bad your entire life? You can't. You can't unless you like get like a very good experience with them, I guess. But that's probably not. A life-changing experience or something. Yeah. Or like you go and save someone's life. I've never believed in what you do. Like Lil Wayne. You know Lil Wayne's story? No. He, oh. I think he was like 13 or he was really young and he shot himself in an accident and this cop saved his life pretty much and he loves cops. I think I have. I feel like I've seen that on like a reel. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Like a YouTube short. Good for Lil Wayne. Shout out Lil Wayne. I saw him in at the XL in high school. How was that concert? It was that sick. Couldn't have, what? It was no sweet. way. It was Lil Wayne. That could not have been that good of a concert. I mean, I was young, so how can I was loving it. A rap concert? How can that be good? Should have been there. <laughs> Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Carrie Hilson, I think. Yeah, it was sweet. Lil Wayne rap concert with Lil Wayne. That'd be uh, very interesting. I don't know. I've been to one rap concert in my life, Wale, and he was like pouring shots to people in the crowd. I was like 18. They made me like switch my shirt. I went with an all white shirt on and they made me go buy a shirt because like solid colors could have resembled like a gang meetup or something. I'm not kidding. Where was this at? So it was downtown at, what was it? the one of those I think it was probably called like fire or like you know what I'm saying the name for their clubs are so stupid the only uh, one I can think of is I can't even think of it right now but it's not it wasn't the armory that's the if one that's what was, yeah. yeah I know that's the one a lot of people think of it wasn't that one um epic or like you know how stupid the names yeah. of nightclubs are yeah. they always have the neon signs <laughs> people go to them though they probably make money they for sure do eh you know, nightclubs like that, like late, late nightclubs, like I don't think Red Rocks made much money because no one went there and drank. People just went there to get, like... Once they were already wasted. Once they were numb. 
think I went to Red Rocks maybe twice. Yeah, I probably went more than twice, but still, that was not the place you wanted to be hanging out. No. Because Molly, she worked at Rounders. Molly did? Mm-hmm. She was a server there. She worked at Rounders? Yeah. I didn't even know that. No. So it was, that was our spot. You guys started dating in college? Mm-hmm. It's my... When I met her, was it freshman year? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you guys have been married for five, six years now? 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> Going on six. If it's under 10, you shouldn't have to count. <laughs> Math is in the strong suit. No, I think Amy and I just had our two year. I should probably. No, I think we just had our one year. No, two year. Two year. Because it was right before my son's two year old oh, yeah. second birthday because he had been in her belly for eight months or seven months before we got married. Okay. Yeah, we conceived out of wedlock. You know, sue me. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> worse, has been, worse has been done. Worse has been done. I think a lot of people have had sex before they get married. It's just the times. Honestly, sometimes I think about it, and I wish I wouldn't have had sex before I got married, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, everyone makes choices. Everyone makes choices, right. Every choice you make leads you to where, where you are. This is like kind of the way I like to think about things, I guess. Absolutely. That's a good attitude. Attitude's everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's things back on my younger days I wish I wouldn't have done, but what do you do? It's easy to do it well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else. You got anything else? Any more Kardashian stories? That's kind of mm-hmm. what I, I kind of might turn on an episode after this. <laughs> Kylie, I think, was like the first billionaire. Can you... Uh, yeah, like one that. of the yeah, first she was female. or the first Kardashian billionaire. Was it? Now they're all probably billionaires. They gotta be, right? They're loaded. Or as a family unit, they gotta be worth like you know a couple of billion. Oh, yeah, they're getting they're up there. Yeah, I don't know. They're not like Musk. Yeah, and think about that. Like Musk and Bill Gates are just astronomically larger than the Kardashians, even. Well, how much did Musk buy Twitter for? Forty-six billion with a B. <laughs> yeah. he just spent forty-six billion. He had Used that a in lot. his bank account. I mean, that's nah, not how that sort of transaction works. I know, but like he had <laughs> enough to just buy it. He had enough equity in things to leverage a bank to help him purchase, you know, with a B. With a B. $46 billion. I don't know what banks he's using or what, who his partnership or how you pull off that sort of a transaction. Because you don't just show up to Twitter one day with a credit card and you say, just put it on the Amex black card, you know? He might. I don't know. That's not how it works. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like buying a house. You're not opening up a mortgage. You're, um, I guess I don't exactly know. I'd love to talk to someone who's bought in, you know, a large company like that. If you didn't have all the cash, but I'm never going to talk. I mean, maybe I'll talk to Elon Musk at some point. You never know. I mean, he responds to a lot of people on Twitter and whatnot, so maybe I could get him on. (laughs) If I flew to him, be like, Musk, 
You want to come on? Can I pick your brain? He's a character. He's an interesting cat, for sure. I feel like I'd like to sit down and chop it up with him. He... I don't know if I would... I don't know if I'm smart enough to even, like, converse with him, though. Oh, yeah, you are. You, you know, could ask him you know any smart he's, he is? He's so smart that he can be in any situation at any time and be okay with it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that. I'm he's, there. like, a really down-to-earth guy, too. Like, he's, like, not socially awkward. Like, he's, like, a social person. He's a people person. He's a people person as well as, like, a super genius that is building tunnels and... And he's an engineer. Wi-Fi for everyone and that thing. Right. It's like wherever you are, Wi-Fi or whatever. I don't he know. He just wants to do that. Or he has like a cell service now or something, doesn't he? There, I don't exactly know. Like that might satellites. be cats. Like There's, something with I've satellites he's it. doing. Yeah, I know it's what you're crazy. talking about. There's like six or seven of them that just like follow each other. Six or seven satellites? And yeah. they're just... It's just like stars, but... Oh, I don't know if I've seen those, actually. It's pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I don't know what else it would have been. I mean, if you watch the stars, you can see satellites, like, mm -hmm. throughout the night. But this was like a line. like a... And six in a row. Yeah. That might have been aliens. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. You think aliens are out there? I don't know. I I'd like to, I mean, there has to be. Can't just be us here. I mean, you think they're hiding information from us? Yes. Like on what they found? 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Because they don't want to scare us? Like these, like... I don't know what the, the motive behind it is, but... The elites know? I mean, do you think there has to be so much information out there, like, in the hidden behind closed doors that we don't know about? Oh my gosh, yeah. Absolutely. It It's kind of scary to think about. Terrifying. I don't want to know about it. Neither do I. Or maybe I do. Yeah, I don't... Mm, mm, nah, I'm alright. I don't know. What would be the trouble in, like, observing that sort of information? Like, just, like, knowing that the world is... Not all daisies and roses. I mean, I think there might be a cure for cancer out there. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I that's don't know. like going I, I'm there. not, yeah, I don't know. That that's, would be evil, though. Yes. That would be evil if they were holding that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. think that, if that, if that's true, I don't exactly know. I feel like that's a conspiracy theory. It's very conspiracy, <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, you can't put it past anyone, right? Like, you're saying all options on the table. Yeah. Like, that's very extreme. Very extreme, but yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It's just, it's, that would be it. so evil. Because so many people deal with that. So many families that are like, you know, there's tragedies. Obviously, Amy's sister had cancer. She's currently in remission. She had cancer for five years. Like, I mean, imagine some of those patients if they found out that, and that actually, if that sort of information dropped and they found out. Yeah. Do you think the riots were bad? Ooh, it would be. Maybe. I guess I don't exactly know how people would react or like how that whole situation would go about.
Like, it would be craziness somehow. People would for sure be protesting. Yeah. May, uh, yeah. It's a crazy thing to think about. That is a crazy thing to think about. It's, yes. I mean, I hope That's why it's I'll... like that information would be very... You'd have a target on your back. You'd have a literally a scope on your head at all times. Yeah. And at any moment, someone could just pull a trigger and you're dead if you're going to drop some info. Yeah, it'd have to be leaked, like, privately. No source. Yeah. You slip a little disc or, like, a little file like they do in the movies. Upload it on Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hack into Times Square. <laughs> I mean, if they have a cure to cancer, I'm sure they can figure out how to do that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know any, any other conspiracies that you uh, that you believe, or that you like think about, that you're like? No, I try not to get into them too much, because then it's just like a rabbit hole of stuff. There's a lot out there that like. You could, yeah, it makes sense, but did it, I don't know, did it happen that way? I don't know. No, I don't know. Probably never know. No, probably won't. I don't know. That's okay. We're going to live in the unknown, and that's why sometimes it's probably better to be, you know, a little, or not better, but sometimes it's, you know, good to be aloof or, like, let things kind of go over your head or not necessarily see everything. Sometimes it's a little bit better to be, you know, arrogant. So then in you the don't shadows. in the shadows, because then you don't see all the evil. Because some people they hone into the evil that they see, and they, unfortunately, like that's all they think about. Yeah, yeah I think being in my job. Whoa. <clears throat> squeak. Squeak. What are you sixteen? Maybe. <laughs> um, being in my job, like. Everything that happens in the area I'm working, I know about, like, the bad stuff, I guess. And, like, if I was not working, I wouldn't know about those things. And it's just kind of crazy to really under realize, like, what goes on. Yeah. Like, that's kind of one thing that was, like, shocking to me. Like, what goes on where? What do you mean? Just, like, different calls that come out. Like, that if I wasn't working... In law enforcement, I would have no idea about, like, the numbers of those certain calls, like domestics or accidents or... Uh, like just, how often and yeah. frequent it actually comes about. Yeah. How often someone calls in about the bush. The bush. <laughs> Someone's the bush. parked down the street <laughs> and it's seasonal winter parking and they can't park there. What would what do you think is like the dumbest thing you've been called for, or like the most like okay I should not have been called for this, or I do not need to be here. Um, Tire change or anything like that because that's obviously community service. But yeah, no, like I don't mind doing that stuff, like helping people. Like if I see someone pulled over, like we'll stop and see what's going on. If they need help, we'll try to help them. But do you always even like when you're off duty? Do you help people if they're pulled over on the side of the road? If I have time and try, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really nice of you. It's just, I mean, it's kind of scary almost. Like, if you're not in uniform and working, like, getting pulled up, pulling up to some random person, like, you don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Could they, no clue. could it be a ploy to get someone to pull over? Could be. But 
You mm-hmm. hope you hope not. Hope not. But that stuff has happened. Oh yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Isn't that how he did his thing in his little beetle? What do you mean? He needed like someone to help look at his car. And that's how he got people to go into his car. Oh maybe. I don't exactly know. I did watch that series, but I, it's kind of been a while. But I feel like he something like that. Yeah, like hey, a car issue. Can you oh, come help me? One of them was a car issue. One of them, the guy was in his car, and I think Dahmer maybe, like he couldn't get it started. And he's like, hey, I got him back up my house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just come hang out. And take a few pictures. Take a few. <laughs> <laughs> That was such, that was a hilarious sound on uh, like Instagram reels and TikTok. I'm just trying to take some pictures. I'm not like saying, (laughs) I'm just trying to take some pictures. Internet's funny. The internet is funny. The internet's like the ocean. It's wide open. There's, the internet is insanely niche. Yeah. Or niche. I don't exactly know how you're supposed to. I like niche, I think. Niche. I think that's the right way to say it. I think it's spelled niche. N I C H E, right? Yeah. But niche, yeah. Niche. 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 You're the one with the hard last name. You should be able to pronounce everything. Should. <laughs> I don't know why that would be, even be a correlation, but um, yeah. Like, there are very specific things out there that a lot of people deal with. Like, Whatever it is, um, I'm trying to think of something very specific, like women who are constipated, which is probably a higher number. I don't know why I thought of that, but (laughs) it's probably, there's probably a lot of women that are actually constipated, but even like there'll be tutorials on like how to poop or like, you know. What to eat. What to eat, but there's also, I don't know bird pictures every you know what i'm saying like people who are obsessed with birds or like a certain type of bird like monarchs like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's so much in on the internet on the internet and you don't even know no. what's on there cuz you can't consume everything that's on there and no. that's why our brains are so attracted to it the unknown and we love information we love like that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to learn and we're supposed to keep gaining information. And the way that I gain information is by talking to people like this. Like that's why I like doing this. Or another reason why I like doing this is because I gain information from talking. I think looking at every, like not everybody's, but different people's perspectives on things is huge to. Absolutely, like, being open-minded. Yeah. Yeah, being willing to listen. I think that's what society lacks right now is like just listening, like open to different perspectives. It's like their way or my way or the highway type thing. You know, and I noticed that when I do this, but a lot of conversations that are happening nowadays are people going back and forth talking about themselves. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do. It's just not how you're supposed to have every single conversation. That's not how you relate to every single story. Yeah. Just like debates. Right. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. You know what I'm saying? And I notice it because I did it a couple times tonight. And every time I do it, I notice when I do it. 
Internally there? Internally, yes. And it's like something that I think you have to do to be able to relate to people because a lot of people do it. Yeah. But it's something that, you know, now when I do it, I'm like, I kind of get lost. Like I'll lose my train of thought because I'm doing it and I'm focusing on that now. Like mm-hmm. the fact that I'm doing it and I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's just narcissism. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's if that's how you conversate me, everything that comes out of your mouth is about yourself. That's just what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, is that a hot take? I mean, there's different ways of doing it, and I don't think the way that you compared, like when you said like you've noticed you did it it wasn't in a bad way no i'm not saying it's in a bad way but there like are some people that it is in a bad way that's the only and they're not actually listening they're hearing one part of your story they're correlating it to a story that they have and then instead of expanding on your story or like expanding on your topic it's their topic that you're now talking about yeah because theirs in their mind is better or that's what they want to talk about. They only want to talk about theirs. Yeah. So then it's up to you to talk about them. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, I notice it all the time now. And that's actually part of this book that I'm reading called Stolen Focus, is that he talks about that's the kind of society. So maybe I'm like a little bit biased because I'm reading a book about it. But just you're more aware of it. I'm more aware of it. I see it all the time in conversation and like i said when i do it i notice it about myself and i hate it about my like just because i overthink it now Uh and i'm always thinking and i feel like i can never talk about myself i have like it's a flaw of mine is being able to talk about myself like confidently and you know what i'm saying i mean yeah i get it you're probably just humble guy just humble but you should be able to talk about yourself. Like I'm a horrible interviewer. Interview can't do it. I can't like talk when you're to people. Getting interviewed. When I am, yeah, like for a job. Yeah. And I don't know like what's coming, and I'm not necessarily that interested, or as interested as I should be. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to do an interview. I'm not a big fan of interviews either. No. Like, how are you supposed to tell someone who you are? in 45 minutes four questions who are you what shapes you yeah you got a couple of stories but at the end of the day like it takes a little bit longer than that yeah if you're really going to get down into it but and that's why some interviews are extensive so you i know. think most p- people who are interviewing like they just want to know what type of person you are like get your personality and not your, I mean, they obviously want good credentials and where you went to school, all that, but they want to, could I work with this person? Not. Right. Yeah. Could I have a beer with this guy after work? Or, yeah. Yeah. Can I look at this person every day? <laughs> could like, I would rather take a 3.2 GPA over a 4.0 if I could get along with the three two think about that you spend more time with people that you work or at least you used to before all this work from home but you spend more time with the people you work with than your family Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you're sleeping with your family, so I don't know if you count those hours, but that's not, you know, that's kind of spending time, but not necessarily. It's not a tentative time. It's yeah, just it's not interactive. Being in the same vicinity. Things you don't think about really normally. Yeah, really normally. Really normally. <laughs> I love how I love how Minnesotan your 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 accent is. Is it pretty bad? I mean, it's just very Minnesotan, mm. and I feel like I probably say that every time we interact or talk. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My grandparents live in Arizona, and whenever we go there, it, like that's all people notice is. Oh, where are you from? Minnesota, eh? Oh, you sound like you're from Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think I do. It's, you know what I mean? I, I think you do, and I'm from Minnesota. I'm a purebred Minnesotan. Parents from Minnesota and everything. Same. Interesting, yeah. So our parents weren't travelers. Our grandparents weren't travelers. They kind of... Or maybe our grandparents were, but... I think... Do you know a lot about your family history? Probably not as much as I should. I think I'm like fifth generation uh, American. Okay. But yeah, I think, I mean, as far as I can look back, it's all Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's a good spot, like I said, and I don't want to see the city burn. I don't either. I love the city, and I'm happy that you're protecting it. I think that you're doing a good job, and I appreciate it. And I think all the people listening appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of all of our hearts for protecting us and risking your life and your time to help the people of Minnesota, of America, wherever you are. You're just here to help. You're here to protect. You're here to do a good thing. And I applaud you for that. And I appreciate you. And I'm so happy you said yes to coming on the podcast and chopping it up with me and talking about the Kardashians. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely made me realize I know more about them than uh, I thought I did. But yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Maybe next time if we do this again, it'll be more like uh, think of something else, stories or... Oh, I mean, if you if you want to have if you got more stories you want to spew out before the end here, <laughs> I'll have to I'll go to the drawing board and figure <laughs> out some some good stuff. What do you want to leave the people with? Uh, I don't know. Just be a good person. That's literally all. Just be good people. Just be a good person. Yeah. Don't drive drunk. That's one. Yeah. Don't abuse anyone yeah you know don't have domestic issues shit happens and Take, I mean yeah shit happens just if shit does happen Take the Whatever happens, take the punishment, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Whether it is... Or call the cops if it's really that bad. Or if you're in a situation that's bad, you know, call the cops. They're there to help. There's a lot of people out there like Ryan. Like you said, 99% of cops are good. There's a lot of people that want to help. Yeah. and it, I mean, it is kind of crazy. Like, the people we 
are in contact with, it's the worst day of their life. Like, I can't I don't even know if I've ever called 911. Like myself. Maybe one or once in college when there's a domestic thing going on. But other than that, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate with not having to deal with a whole lot of bad stuff, personal life. But yeah, the people who call it, it's like their worst day. It's their last resort and we're there to try to help. All right. Well, whatever day you guys are listening, I appreciate you listening. And have a good rest of your day. I love you all. It's good to be on here. Have a good one, boys. Girls. <laughs> and, and kids. Well, I hear that train coming. It's rolling around the bend. I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. And I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. Time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. Well, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him. So blowing, I hang my head and